Hey, Patriots fans, if you want to see Toyota's best offers, including those not seen on TV, go to buyatoyota.com. It's Toyota's official website for deals from the official vehicle of the New England Patriots. Toyota, let's go places. Some of the content of Patriots Unfiltered may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The world's original podcast. Welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. We got Jerry Springer, Dale Firm for the... (laughs) Jerry, 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 Jeremy. Jeremy, Jeremy. would he be be a good Getsy or a bad Getsy? We're 66% of the way there and probably 100% of the way there. 60% of the time, it works every time. Why do you question it? Because it runs extremely counter to something somebody told me. Oh, Paul. There was like a... He travels in circles. He would never realize it. He has little birds everywhere. Some of these straw men, man. Just they, because, like, you know, I want to go to that this year. I always want to just go and listen. Why don't you just get Evan to talk? <laughs> uh, could. That'll, cl- that'll yeah. clear the ruminari. <laughs> yeah. XY concepts. I don't uh, know what he calls uh, them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Leak. Pull pin. Pin pull. Pin pull. <laughs> pin pull. <laughs> you can't pull before you pin. If you pull, you're going to have a bad time. Pin pull. Even I knew that one. <laughs> oh, my Bob. Oh, my Oh, Not my. oh my Bob! Oh my Bob! Oh my Bob! Oh! Oh my! Oh! Like Dick my Enberg! Bob. Oh my! Uh, uh, oh my Bob! <laughs> this is Patriots Unfiltered, presented by Toyota's official website for deals, buyatoyota.com. Fun with liveries. All right, it is Tuesday here at Gillette Stadium, and it's. Deuce, it's Tamara, it's Paul, it's me, Matt in the booth. We're talking Patriots, and there's a lot to talk about. Yeah. People coming in. We know all the OCs, but now we're adding other people. Yeah. Ben McAdoo. Ben McAdoo. Um, uh, is that has that happened? Uh, there was oh. another just um, was it Pelicero, I believe. There was just yeah. the recent report that it was yeah. that they're hiring him. That, oh. you know, I know there was one. I think Friday. Montgomery. That they were like yes. meeting with him. Yeah. Montgomery. I Jerry heard. Montgomery uh, was, was that's awesome. that's done. Yeah. There's yeah. one th- from 37 minutes ago. Is it Garofalo? Garofalo? How you pronounce yeah. his name? Garofalo. Yeah, Garofalo. Yep. What, and what's he saying? Yeah. The Patriots are hiring him as an offensive assistant coach. Bat Mackett. Mm-hmm. And then Montgomery as offensive line coach. Right? Defense. Defense. Defensive oh, line. Oh, defensive, defensive line. line coach. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we still don't have well. Well, Clem is still here, but we there's still a search for offensive line, or we're interviewing people, or yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, Reese, you know, tweeted out that. Pellegrino and Brian Belichick, uh, you know, seem like they're in line to, to stay. Um, Steve Belichick reportedly and Vinny Sinceri going to Washington with the Huskies, re- reuniting with Jed Fish. Um, so it seems like there's still some work to do on the offensive side of the ball, but the defense, other than linebacker, that that side seems like it's coming together. So, okay. Um, but you're right; they need wide receiver, offensive line, well, tight end. Troy is still here, but uh, I don't know what yeah. his contract status mm-hmm. is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it was interesting. I, I heard that. Uh, he was at the Senior Bowl, obviously. Mm-hmm. He was the offensive coordinator there, mm-hmm. but he was like the only coach there that didn't have team apparel on. All the other coaches were repping mm-hmm. their team except for Troy Brown. I think that makes sense. I mean, considering I'm sure that everyone here has to interview with the offensive coordinator to see if they are going to stay here, or maybe he doesn't want to stay here and he wants to try somewhere else. Maybe. Well, the funny thing was one of the other coaches, I think, was with the Panthers and – or, I'm sorry, with the Titans – and was wearing Titan stuff the whole time. And then while he was there, it was announced that he's going to be joining Green Bay staff. So 
I think there's a lot of that kind of mm-hmm. going on right now, yeah. guys. You know, it's with just teams what he had in his his closet. You commit to it, you're kind yeah. of in limbo here in in early February, and and you know, there's still yeah moves to be made. But speaking of people wearing stuff, did you have you seen the Gronk commercial with uh, uh, Lynch, and it's for Doritos or it's for oh, potato yeah. chips? Yeah, 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 yep, yep. Do you Lynch is without any branding, but Gronk had a Patriots sweatshirt on. I found that oh, I interesting. Didn't, I didn't notice that. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I was I was watching it, waiting for them to make like a. They should have handed the yeah, ball Mar- off to you. Marshawn Lynch had, you know, he was like nondescript. He didn't have any, you know, logo. And Gronk had the big Patriots logo across his chest. Huh. So I was wondering hmm. if they asked him to do that. If he asked to do that, like interesting. Yeah, yeah it was interesting. I thought. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't pick up on that. But okay. yeah, all the stuff I see, they don't have any shirts on at all. Just the Gronk way like oh. Gronk and Edelman, all those <laughs> videos the they do, Gronk and Edelman and Amadola, yeah. and man, I love it. <laughs> yeah. oh they look great in the in in their post career. They're they're holding on well. So, um, how how are we feeling? That we, you know, about this building of the staff so far. Um, I, I would just say generally, I, I was talking general terms, especially with Jerry Montgomery. Is uh, you know, I, I've praised the. Packers generally and I mean I think that's the theme that people are going through is that the Elliott Wolf influence and um, you know if you can do it the way the Packers do it which is draft develop retain I mean that's kind of their model and that's you know what they've become famous for so hopefully they're able to do that I like I like him I mean I like Green Bay's defensive front I I mean Kenny Clark really good player so you're getting you know a guy who's had some success with with those players Um, you know McAdoo it's hard it's it's almost like Van Pelt again there's He's been around a lot. He's, uh, you know, never really ascended to, like, you know, high-level success on, on the offensive side of the ball. I've certainly worked with Aaron Rodgers. Um, so, you know, I just – I think the offense is going to be feeling it out. I have high expectations. The defense with DeMarcus Covington and, and the staff that they're putting together with, you know, Pellegrino and Belichick are on the back end that they'll be able to figure it out. But I just – I think the offense is going to be a work in progress, and we're going to have to wait and see how exactly this is going to come together, how they're all going to kind of merge their different philosophies and ideas. Um, I, I, I still just kind of feel like I'm holding my breath to see how that all kind of turns out, who their quarterback's going to be. I mean, there's so many players to be added, and, you know, they certainly have added a bunch of, of coaches that have been around the league, but, you know, nobody that says, oh, this guy is a slam dunk, this is going to take our offense to the next level. You're hoping that – you know, these guys with varied experience can all kind of work but, together but and put something new together. I, I think, you know, we've been on the right track because we were just talking last week. They really need some experience. They need some people who've been there, done that in the room somehow. And I guess they agree, right? Yeah, it makes yeah. sense the, yeah. that yeah. McAdoo. Uh, I just don't like the individual. I think there are other options that I would have preferred. But I can understand the, the thought process of an experienced guy to sort of help some of these guys because really Van Pelt is the only guy they brought in with yeah any substantial experience anyway right and yeah. Montgomery a little and, right? and Elliot Wolf is, is Montgomery been around he's, he has a little too right? yeah yeah no he's been with he's been with Green Bay quite a bit I mean he seems pretty yeah. well respected and Elliot Wolf, I mean it seems like they're leaning on Elliot Wolf to get this this done yeah and that makes sense too yeah. he's the only guy who's worked outside of the building yeah yeah you know extensively you know and 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 this is the way the NFL works, though, whether it's good or bad. Like, everybody, you know, falls back to their comfort level. They fall back to people that they've worked with before, that they know how they work, they know their philosophy. And, it, it's you know, it's a comfort level in the NFL. And once you're in, if you, you know, if you don't burn any bridges, you'll always have a job. 
you know, with your connections. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's like I said. I mean, I you know, there's part of me that's certainly just intrigued that they have. You know, I mean, you know, where was like a Bob McAdoo type a couple years ago when they had Matt Patricia? You know, where was that kind of experienced offensive guy to oversee things a little bit? Because building, you know, Bill, same thing. But yeah, he, you know, his circle. He wanted to stay within his circle, and you know, people don't want to come to work every day and have to fight. You know, they want to come to work with people that, you know are on the same page and it's not a philosophical discussion every day. They just want smoothness, you know, uh, because there's enough to deal with with the players. They don't want to have to deal with each other. Yeah. And so there is that fallback to, you know, what's comfortable, what do I know? Uh, they don't want to take risks. And that may, you know, a lot of people might think that's not a good thing, yeah. you know? I feel like you should take a little bit of risk, especially with the way that the NFL has evolved over the past few years, especially in the types of quarterbacks you're even seeing. It's like, I'm hoping that by hiring, maybe you're hiring some some old school people who have been there before with a lot of experience, but I do hope they're open at taking some risk because yeah. it's so different. Well, lately. I think the biggest risk that the Patriots did was Gerard Mayo. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a big risk, mm -hmm. you know, and now we're trying to make sure that that risk pays off. You know, my, my, my I, I am intrigued because I wasn't here for you guys' um, emergency podcast on Friday with the hiring of the coordinators. I am intrigued to see, you know, why they hired him so fast. You know, after one interview, just they were so intrigued by him that they hired him so fast. They didn't leave, let him out of the room. Yeah, yeah. When there's so many people like Eric Bieniemy, for example, it's like, why didn't you bring him in and at least talk to him? Because he's yeah. been a guy who's been up for, you know, head coaching jobs for a while. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just wondering how much input Gerard Mayo is going to have in the offense. And, you know, mm -hmm. what just this is. You know, what are those? I mean, we don't, we won't know. But what are the conversations like? Like, what does he want? Like, what yeah. is he looking for? Or is he going to just be like, "All right, I trust you guys. You're going to have to kind of mm -hmm. run with this." I mean, I hope that's not how it is. I hope that, you know, Gerard at least has some kind of overriding offensive philosophy that he's looking to see them implement. But he's got some experienced coaches, and I mean, I'm just intrigued generally to get out when we get to see these guys playing, just to see how it looks different than you know what we've seen from. I know they've had different offenses, offensive coordinators. They've changed a little bit, but I think it was still kind of generally the same. Mm -hmm. what, what What is this offense going to be? How are they going to build it from you know from the early days of offseason training activities to well, um, you know, I mean, mini you, camp and all that? If you're looking for a sneak peek into what Alex Van Pelt does, uh, Evan Lazar <laughs> has uh, I don't know if it's ten thousand words plus video on Patriots.com. He went in depth yeah. on what Alex Van Pelt has done. So that's a that's a good read if you. Want to get really technical uh, with it? Um, good job by him. But we'll see what he takes from right. that, from those things, and you know, does it does it have to marry to something that Gerard believes in, or you know, does it have to marry to whoever the quarterback? That's is. what I was going right. to say. I feel you like know? it's going to have to marry to whoever you pick. Right. And it does. I mean, I'm seeing things too that McAdoo, I guess, has some some respect as a talent evaluator, and so I like seeing those things. I mean, I just I think that's the biggest thing is you know more than like what offense are they going to install? It's just like. How can they nail this draft with, like, four guys? How can they hit four players that can come in and contribute immediately? I mean, I four. think that's – Yeah. Woof. Yeah. You're tough. No, that's – I mean, that would be the bar, right? Like, that's like that's kind of like the goal, right? Well, I think say? that's kind of like the minimum three. Steelers. Yeah. <laughs> to me, you have to hit on three. Three? All right. I'm a little that's bit a more must. demanding, I guess. But you're the third overall pick. You can't, you can't miss and, on and that. And you know One? the three I'm talking about. Quarterback, yeah. wide receiver, and tackle. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. I just need them to get a, a good player or two. And, like, let's baby steps. Four. We're knocking it out of the park. Yeah. Hey, what do you want me to do? I guess shoot for the sky. He's got he's shoot for tough, the stars. Tough grader. Well, if that, that fourth guy can be just a contributor, he doesn't have to be, you know, uh, 
Well, just start with the first two picks. I mean, right. even if you stay a third overall and 34th or 33rd, I mean, you know, I don't think it's too much to ask that those two guys yeah. step right in. So there's two. I mean, that's, yeah. you know, that's the baseline. If you if you don't have at least those two well, guys. I, they'll play. I mean, they're gonna, they, I agree. They'll step right in. I'm talking about, like, knocking them out of the park, nailing the picks. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah. For, you know, four guys that. Oh, yeah. We're due, Paul. We're due. <laughs> No, but it I, I don't know if we'd look to back at too many drafts and see that many, like, knock out of the parks. Right. Uh, well, what about, like, I mean, 03, they got Copen was starting center. Asante Samuel stepped right in a corner and, and contributed. I mean, not maybe not star. Um, Ty Warren. Um, yep, those are three yeah. good contributors. I think Absolutely. you could do that. Sure. Yeah. yeah. There's opportunities, though, you know, I mean. You could draft a tackle. But we're looking, be in there. we're looking for a franchise quarterback. I think Eugene Wilson, a, a was wide receiver. Wilson. Aren't we looking for a wide receiver one? Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, and but a, that that's what I'm talking about. And like, a tackle. You, well, you can the, you can get like a guy who plays tackle, right? And right. And you can get Ty Warren, but are you going to get right. Jamar Chase? Yeah. So what do we make of the report that has came out? What was it three days ago of saying that if if Elliot Wolf is running the show that the Patriots will take a good hard look at drafting a tackle at three. I don't. I mean, I'm. I mean, Paul and I we're I, we're the same. I just I don't think you can draft a tackle at three. Why did they say? Why did they draw the correlation between Wolf and tackle? That's just his style, or like how do we know that? I, I mean, my my what I was assuming the point they were trying to make is that's kind of like Green the Green Bay. Oh, I think it was a report, of, you know, right? yeah. like but, with someone yeah. saying that that they had talked to somebody. Mm-hmm. Wasn't it athletic? Jeff Wasn't Howe? it from the athletic? Yeah. So, I don't know. I just think it's hard to take a tackle at three. And, I mean, and uh, whoever's mock draft went out yesterday on NFL, they're coming. There are nine tackles in the first round. So, it's, you know, it's just, it goes, like, this is the bigger philosophy discussion. And the same thing applies to Marvin Harrison and this receiver draft class is when you have a big group of guys, yeah. how do we feel about get the best one versus ah, we can get one of these guys and we'll be fine. Like at this point, I kind of am like, if we stay at three, I think I'm saying it should be Marvin Harrison right now as we sit at three. If you stay there, that 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 to me, regardless of everything that's being overthought about drafting a wide receiver, like you have a chance at one of two probably generational players. I mean, I said similar stuff this on Friday, but yeah. Well, it, and, and you can point to everything. There's, there's, there's plenty of tackles that went in the top round that never won, won in the playoffs. There's wide some, receivers that never won. I in saw the playoffs. some reports out of the Senior Bowl that there's at least three guys that do not believe that Marvin Harrison is the best wide receiver in the draft. When you say guys, you mean other scouts, NFL teams. Hmm. According to this guy that I saw on Twitter yesterday, three different um, teams have said that they have Malik Neighbors. Ahead of, I don't. I mean, you know, I don't totally disagree with that. If that's the case, then the, the Marvin Harrison hype was no was well, just hype because I don't. I don't think they it's were just told, hype. I think he's really good. I know. I know. But we were told there's no one even close. It's a no brainer. Yeah, see, guy, that's that's where I have been sort of reluctant to embrace. But like, now, you how get, much better is he than than uh, Adunze and, and neighbors? And we were told I was <laughs> and Lad McConkie. And we were told you know <laughs> months ago. There's not even a comparison. Yeah. It's him and everybody else. Well, I mean, I just – how long have you sit here asking how do we get a number one receiver? And we've got all these, like, Fukakta methods of, well, we'll trade for a guy going into his fifth-year method. Fukakta, you know, or, or in his fifth year. Oh, we'll go trade a, a second round for A.J. Brown and get – like, 
Isn't there an argument to be made like, hey, let's just stop looking for the number one receiver and get him? Like, you know, there I, is an and argument maybe, and maybe Neighbors is, right. and, and I'll be the first to say that when I come to these guys with a blank say, I watched Neighbors, and I was like, holy crap, this guy is really, really good. And that's when you realize was it was pronounced on, Neighbors. And it, and it was, I'm like, this Nabbers, <laughs> who's this guy? So, I, I mean, I get I get what Paul's saying, but it's at the same time, it's like, and as much as I'm a guy who kind of beats the drum of like every year, second, third round, take a receiver, develop, you know, but there's a big difference so between if, those top and, guys. And in and, fairness... If you pass on Harrison at three, you, you're going to have a hard time being in position to get neighbors or Tunze. Because sure. those guys are going to go in the top ten, too. Well, that's or the thing. 15. For sure. So like, let's just say you take a receiver at three. What are you left with at the top of the second round? Are you, I think you can still get a pretty good tackle, right? Um, uh, I well, would think so, but mm-hmm. I would think so. I mean, as but now, know, per now, that mark, you could be the tenth. You could right. have the tenth best tackle at right. that point. So now we're through two rounds. And we don't have a quarterback, and that's yeah. what people are worried well, about. Yeah. Now, sure. now I'm like, I feel like I'm even more like confused because with the Commanders taking Cliff Kingsbury, then I'm like, okay, is Drake May not Drake May is um, Caleb, Caleb Williams going there, and yeah. then is Drake May going to be available at three? And then do you take him at three? Yeah. Now I'm just though those are the wild cards. I mean, yeah. I think if Drake May was available or Cable, like yes, I would I would take him. But I just for, in terms of what's worth taking at three, I would just say go for the number one receiver. Like you know, I think it's too soon to take a tackle. But you know, I, I just you're not going to come out of this draft like knowing we checked what, all three of those. What boxes. if you draft down and you is can you draft down and end up with two first round picks? Is there a way to do that? Trade down and get two first round picks yeah. within this year. Uh, does anybody? I mean, Chicago. Does anyone have isn't two? Isn't Chicago picks? the only team with two picks? Yeah. Yeah. So no. No. Um, but I did get someone in the mailbag today. But you could draft down, get a second. You know the. You get the pick that you trade with in the first, with, and with that extra pick, you package your second in that to get back to into get the back first up round. And, and grab one of the quarterbacks. Or, sure, you know. but then what are you going to do? Well, then you could get a good tackle and a good wide receiver in the first round, uh, and then you know we're still yeah. left with trying to get a uh, yeah, quarterback. Yeah, that, that's kind of my point. Like you're you're ending up with still the same quarterback problem and probably the wide receiver well, that you could have gotten well, then, in the second then round. Then you go anyway. the veteran free agent route or yeah you know i mean i think my head says trade down a little bit take one of the top three four tackles you know and try to pick up some additional you know day two kind of capital that you can if you want to move back up a little bit. so along those lines and this is what i was starting to say about the mailbag a guy wrote in and we've had a lot of that trade down thing mike kind of started it you know because he wants to trade down um (laughs) no i and and i'm not normally i I go all Eric Scalavino, and I do not want any part of trading down. But I do understand in this particular situation, if you don't like the quarterback that you're left with at three, then maybe moving down is the right thing. But specifically with Chicago, to go from three to nine. Um, and yep. he he brought up Justin Fields, the, the emailer. I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I would give his name, but I forget the name um, of the poster who sent that into the mailbag today. Um, and I hadn't really heard anything specific to, well, I just hear trade down, take a tackle, you know, whatever. But this is specifically trade down from three to nine and get Justin Fields. And they say they're looking for like a second or third round pick. So if you give them three to switch places with nine, now they have to give you stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you can yeah. maybe hold them over a barrel and and get some, because they probably would take Harrison um you know, with their first yeah. mm-hmm. pick. Um, so then if you can get, you know, to nine, you could get 
a really good tackle or a really good wide receiver, yep. whatever one you think is better, and probably add some other picks. But now that's contingent on you thinking Justin Fields is the veteran guy that right. you want to bring mm-hmm. in. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think that everybody is in agreement on that. No, and I mean it's just it's so hard to watch the parade go by with all the tackles, with how badly you need a tackle, and to say we've got a generational kind of class potentially. Right. I mean, we'll see how it works out. No, but you're right because they're just like every other position. There's going to be some that hit and some that sure. are going to miss. You're going to get your Robert Gallery, and you're going to yep. get your Jeremy Tunsil. <laughs> Laramie Tunsil. What's that? Laramie Tunsil. Laramie. Who, who hit. You're counting him as a hit, yeah, right? Yeah, okay. exactly. So you get one or the other. Yeah. yeah. No, it's uh, – and, I mean, I feel, you know, similar about the wide receivers. More so just the top, you know, group of them. I feel like you get past a certain point. But um, it's it's limited quarterbacks this year, and I don't know. I just – I to be honest, I don't really – beyond, like, May and, and you know, Daniels, like – it's hard to really love Bo Nix or J.J. Abs- McCarthy. Uh, no. After or, what I saw last week at the Senior Bowl, yeah, absolutely not. I mean the kid from Tennessee, Joe Milton. Like, you know, like it's these guys. These guys aren't going to be a star quarterback no. back in the NFL mm-hmm. that's going to take you to the. You know, so maybe we can trade for Connor Stetson or whatever his name is. <laughs> Stetson Bennett. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, from him last year. Stetson no. Bennett. <laughs> no, no, it's enough for me. No. Connor Stetson. Connor. Stetson. I don't know where I get that. Yeah, Sounds about right. from what I saw at the Senior Bowl, Bo Nix was was probably my one of my least favorites there. Yeah, rough. Like he just didn't do anything for me. Rough day for him. Rough, a rough, rough few days. Few yeah, days yeah you were down the Senior Bowl, yeah. working mm-hmm. for another company. Tell us about <laughs> it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. A couple friend. other companies. You were. Yeah. yeah. You know. Did you have a good time? I did. It was yeah. nice to see the sun for once. Yeah. I forgot what that looked like. We haven't seen that here in a month. Any good vittles down there? What's that? Food. Oh yeah, Food. great seafood. Yeah. Great yeah. seafood. Really? Yeah. In Alabama? Mm-hmm. Well, it's on the Gulf. What? Oh, okay. Why are you so surprised about that? <laughs> Get the soft shell crab. No, I had some flounder and shrimp. It was, flounder? It was so good. So it's good. Cape Cod. I used to catch those in the, in oh, the yeah. bay. You know, sure. that's where you get the flounder. I had some so. great fried used food. drop reel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sit there on the albatross. Yeah. I went out at, oh, my God, the albatross. Oh, you know it well. Come on. Oh, Sassuit Harbor. Let's Paul go. Paul wants yeah. no parts of this. But <laughs> Just leave him alone. They're on a roll. <laughs> I think my favorite part of this was seeing guys like Roman Wilson, um, seeing them outside of their offensive script. I think when you look at who he had at quarterback, very limited in what he was able to do. Obviously, they won a national championship, respecting that. But seeing him be able to go out there and compete with those DBs, especially on those deep balls, was probably my favorite part. Because you don't get to see that with him at Michigan. He he, uh, he moved up a little as a result of the yeah. senior bowl. Mm-hmm. I'd be curious to see those kinds of things. Yeah. yeah. Like how much movement there is for the senior bowl. Or, or like, yeah. I, or like spe- most of the good players aren't well, there. Yeah. Listen, you know? we, took or, S- we took Sebastian Vollmer because of his Hey, Ramondre Stevenson's from the senior bowl as well. Yeah. Um, but I, and, and guys like Spencer Rattler, not a lot of talent around him at South Carolina, for example, but he had a solid week. Um, not saying that I would pick him at three, obviously, but I think it gives opportunities for guys like that who didn't have the most talent around them or limited talent around them yeah. at their school a better chance. Yeah, and don't misunderstand. I'm not suggesting that you don't have good players at all mm-hmm. at the Senior Bowl. I'm saying how much does guys really have their draft status impacted yeah. by a week of right. kind of structured practices? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's all I'm asking. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, like Roman Wilson's a good player. Oh, yeah. He looks and, great. And, you know, if you look at their games, their semifinal win over Alabama, he made the by far the biggest play of the game. Mm-hmm. That catch – that extended that game-winning drive, um, or game-tying drive, I should say, was the play of the game. You know, he was a really productive player for them. I just wonder if 
does he have to go like I understand like the the smaller school guys that mm-hmm. have some questions about mm-hmm. their their yep. their competition yeah they can they can help themselves yep. you know who you know who did well who my guy who McConkie Paul. he was my favorite I already <laughs> made fun of Vlad McConkie he yeah. oh, I think. Is this name really Lad McConkie? Like, I just can't get over it, that it name. It is. Slade Bolden. I, I just think, <laughs> I, I think no. he gave all the DBs there, especially in one-on-ones, like, a run for their money. Yeah. And I don't know what he's it is about him. good in small space. Yes. Like, he wasn't, like... He's like Welker. Yeah. Like, he's not, like... Edelman. Huge. Yeah. Like, he's not, like, a big, wide receiver, like a Tez Walker from UNC. But I thought when he had his opportunities out there, he made the most of it. Get open, catch the ball. Yeah. The two main things about being a receiver. <laughs> don't forget block it. Oh, we don't have to worry I about mean, that anymore. Do <laughs> you remember Fred bringing up Lab McConkie like two years ago? Oh, like oh, he yeah. just kept saying Lab mm-hmm. Lab McConkie. Like he just kept saying it. I now finally here oh, he comes. That was great. <laughs> yeah. He's got an eye for this. He's got an eye for the scouting count. I do. I do. Yeah. Guys that I really identify how many rounds normally do well. How many rounds earlier than he should will he be drafted? Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got the two. over under at yeah, two. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, he'll be a third round pick. Yeah. Should be a seventh. Yeah, I was gonna say two fifth. <laughs> He's giving like Hunter Renfro vibes. Yeah, exactly. And that's, and that's not um, no interest. And, and you know, and I was I was kind of on guys like that last year a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, I, I think you got Douglas for like the slot. Every, I'll take Roman Wilson for that role. Yeah, mm-hmm. no. I, I, every quarterback needs a binky. According yeah, Roman to Wilson's Dante a binky. Scarnecchia. Yeah, but he's I, a slot guy. He's a binky. Yeah. Okay. I, if we want a binky, he has if, athleticism. If we want a binky, I'd rather just get Jacoby Myers back. Oh, oh poor Jacoby Myers. Did you see the interview yesterday? <laughs> when that was tremendous. One million dollars. All, all it took was a million it bucks. Budge. Yeah. It wouldn't budge. That was a really good interview. Usually, that Super Bowl stuff is just yeah. fluff. No, it was good. Guys, and, and you know, Hawkins stuff. Nice. He was He's so good. He, he nice was good. Guy. And by the way, Thomas Dimitrov was, was really good. Yeah, he was really good. I think he might have had like 10 cups of coffee before. He got <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. You know what's funny? Yeah. You know how I always relate all these things to the, the different features that I've written in 100 years ago? We did one, you know, like th- we set up for the draft, and that's that's the guy I remember. Same guy. Like, like. All thousand words place. a minute, like yeah. just all over the place. But when you get him down, like you focus, and his recall yeah. to some of that stuff yesterday was really. Did you catch that? At I all? didn't get. Uh, I just saw some of the highlights. Of him, I saw I it like at, at night when they were playing the the replay. I happened to like be clicking around, and I just stumbled on it, and I was like, "Oh, that's Thomas Dimitrov." And I started listening. I was like, "Wow, this is really good." He started talking about analytics and his company well, that he's in well, now that, too. But that he, was good too. But he also, I think, had pretty good read on what happened. With Belichick and the Falcons, you know, because obviously oh, he was there. Oh, that must have been at the beginning. And he knows all those guys, yeah, because they're still there. And he I said, missed that. Friend. It was absolutely, you know, they were they didn't want Bill coming in sure. and taking their jobs or taking their power. Yeah, um, you know, so I I believe that was the case. I believe that was the yeah. case too. Yeah, it was. Uh, it cracks me up. Certainly though. wasn't too big, like Mike Vrabel. <laughs> Did okay. you that hear was, that? That was crazy. Okay, so. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be good on that. Very, very scary. I, 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 I'm sorry. I just like. I don't doubt that maybe Vrabel said that. Like no, he, he felt didn't like, say that. No, no, no. But Vrabel maybe felt. Yeah. Like he's relaying that to somebody. Okay. Do you really think that someone didn't hire him because he's big? That's stupid. Uh, that he's too intimidating. Yeah. I, yeah. That's maybe, but that's personality. Right. Yeah. Because he does have an intimidating personality. Yeah. He's the smartest guy in the room. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. And he's not afraid to bust your balls. <laughs> yeah, right. And he's not afraid to tell you. Yeah. That, that's my t- point. He'll yeah. tell you straight out. Yeah. yeah. And that may have rubbed people the wrong way, but I don't think it's because he's so big. I mean, who knows? Maybe I'm wrong. I don't yeah. know. He's a large human being. I, and he is. A, he is a, so big, he's a big guy. Yeah. Hey, 
It's got those like 36 inch arms. You know, I feel like I'm the only one that loves a couple them. of vines. <laughs> I love them. What? I love. Them. I just. Uh, I was gonna say though. I think it's funny. Like like Felger and Maz got both those guys right. Dimitrov went on with that, and then yeah. And it's funny because like I'm looking at the picture, and it's like you know they have like the official, but you know what is it? The flagship. You know they have yeah. the Patriots thing, and I mean I'm sure Dimitrov and and Jacoby kind of are aware of it, but like for the people that don't realize like what they're walking into, felt like you're walking into like this whole soap opera that they have going on that you're now a part of and that you have to kind of really good. You both of those interviews were really good. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't like that stuff. That's not for me. Like I don't need uh, like the whole. Right. And they're like selling like a shake drink or something. He's selling salsa (laughs) and like he's making his way. That stuff. Fred's Fred's nailing it. That stuff was really interesting. It was good. But I was a little disappointed, Felga, because he was asking my, you talked about the lateral and, and and Felga Uh, said, do you think that's the reason why they didn't resign you? Felger knows better. Like, mm-hmm. he was the originator of the Mac Jones Five. The reason uh, why, right. one of the reasons why they didn't resign him was because he spoke out. Right. He also knew that that didn't have anything to do with it. Right. So but he wanted to hear him say it. But why didn't he say, like, you know, he you should have brought that up. You were vocal. Why do you think that had anything yeah. to do with you not He should have brought that up. Absolutely. Right. Did he ask him about Mac at all, generally? Um, a little bit. Uh, no. No. I don't think he did. He talked about Juju Smith-Schuster, though. Hmm. Yeah, I saw what he yeah. said about Juju. Uh, yeah, football's, football's catching football up, up to him. him. Yeah. He's, yeah, you know, he's, you're not wrong. Yeah. That's about right. But I thought that was good. And, you know, like, if you can get four more days of those types of interviews, that's worth yeah, sending them out there. It'll probably go downhill. But yeah. those, are, those are two but pretty good ones. But that's a Monday. I mean, in the, middle, in the middle of that, I think they had Pete Shepard on. <laughs> <laughs> well... Especially with Bill gone, like you feel like some of these guys might be a little bit more, you know, willing Local. to come on and yeah. chat because yeah. well, they know that you know it's not, you know, it's not going to be held against them and the Patriots anymore. It's you know, kind of post mortem. So, yeah, okay. So I I thought that was pretty cool. Um, Dimitrov oh. telling that story about how when he first came and they wanted him to present safeties. Right. Did you see that? I think I did. So this is back like in the early, you know, the two thousand three ish, and he. Like Bill right. had them all, you know, all the guys had to like have a different area that they needed to focus on, and so he's like, you know, pro. He was a pro development guy, pro scout. Lawyer Malloy was one of the first guys he had to break down. He's like, you know, it's Lawyer Malloy, you know. So like, I'm overly positive. He's like, and Bill's like, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> and then you know, Felger chimes in because Felger is really good at slipping in things that he knows that came directly from Bill from when he used to cover the team. He's like, can't run. <coughs> and you know, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's why they, they turned away. They felt like Lawyer had lost a step. Uh-huh. And they, that's why they sort of turned from him. And then he wouldn't, you know, it, it comes back to the same old thing. It's a tale old as time. Couldn't get Jacoby Myers because of a million-dollar difference. That was what it all, was all about with Lawyer. Yeah, Money. they yeah. felt like he couldn't run as well anymore. But it would have been fine if he took a little less. Right. Yeah. yeah, right. You know, it wasn't necessarily the player. It was the contract they didn't like. But Dimitrov was like, I'm getting, like, attacked on all sides and then they asked him like did you hit on any of those he goes oh yeah you know like eugene wilson was one of those guys uh you know asante samuel like you know we had some good ones he goes oh so all the all the good ones for you he goes uh ellis hobbs. No, what about ellis hobbs he goes yeah that was mine that was mine he goes he was okay yeah. he was okay 108 yard <laughs> kick return right yeah, yeah. Nah. but it was it was an interesting uh i thought and fred's right i mean he was like all jacked up Dimitrov. He's an interesting dude, anyway. Really, yeah. really good guy. A little different. Yeah. Really yeah, good so guy. I had a great interview. He's with got him. a company. It's analytics, but it's not game situational analytics. They focus on team building analytics. Yeah. So like, it's more who to pick based on analytics rather than 
what to call in a game. Really? It's not that. about fourth down decisions. Right. It's more about personnel. Yeah. Like personality kind of tests and I, those kind of things? I don't know. I thought like, it was more about, like, the best ways to build your team in terms of yeah. structure. Team building. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know. Huh? But he also uh, he was he was really good. Like Felger, you know, he despises the analytics, and yeah. they're talking about the fourth downs with Detroit and stuff. And Felger goes, you know, when the nerds, and he's like, well, just so you know, you know, I, I have a bunch of those guys, and and they they embrace it. They like being called nerds because <laughs> you know, I get the propeller on the propeller hat. heads. <laughs> <laughs> All right, eight five five Pats five hundred is the Ace Ticket Hotline. Web Radio at Patriots dot com is the email address. Uh, anything else before we open it up to the listeners? You know, we got obviously Super Bowl this week. Um, they had opening night last night. Uh, I didn't hear any. I didn't watch it, but I, I didn't hear any big news coming out of that. It's it's gotten smaller. I, I mean, like honestly, like I remember it, like and probably because it was Patriots, but like it used to be like kind of during the day, and I, it just felt it's more not like accessible. It used to be. Oh, they now changed it's it. Like, they changed it tonight a while ago. It, well, yeah. well, when we were still going, they yeah. changed it tonight. Do you, do you think it because of the kind of head-to-head with the Grammys almost, that it was kind of small? Because I feel like the Grammys took up most of the chunk of everything and the Taylor Swift news about her album coming out. Like It was just a lot happening. I, that I, I, I saw, that was Sunday. I the saw, Grammys were Sunday, I saw right? Yeah. nothing. Yeah. But it was all the way in L.A., so I'm wondering if like people like didn't want to go there straight to Vegas. Like I just I, feel like there was a lot going on. I don't know. I mean, I just I woke up this morning, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, media night was last yeah. night. Like uh-huh. I had completely forgotten. Yeah. Well, they don't call it media night. No. Opening, opening night. Opening night. Opening night. Yeah, yeah. and it's... um. I've always wondered this, like if it's just, if that's one of those events that truly is only of interest to the two yeah. cities that are involved. Yeah. Because I could not care less about that whole thing, like any of that that went on. Just all the silly questions. Last yeah. night. And, and I always think like, well, when we were doing it, the Patriots fans were eating it up, I would assume. Yeah. And, you know, and all the different, you know, the Rams, Eagles, Panthers, whoever the case may be. But last night, like I saw like one quick thing where they had Kittle and Kelsey together mm-hmm. on NFL Network, and that was you know kind of goofy, funny. But is, is there any like thirst for that I felt outside they, of those again, two I, markets? I really didn't hear much buzz. The, the only coming thing out of that it. came out of it was the news about the Eagles in Brazil. That was like oh. the biggest thing that came out of that. that oh, like. that they're going to uh, host the opening mm-hmm. week. Yeah, mm-hmm. Friday. That night. was like the biggest. Oh, they're thing. not on our schedule. Are they? No. no, I checked. I was like, wait, wait, wait. Well, you want to go, huh? Yeah. Well, I, I not that I. I think it'd be good for the team, mm-hmm. you know. But well, that was like enough, the biggest maybe. piece of news. We probably have enough to be dealing with, then rather than uh, getting ready for a game in Brazil in week one. Yeah. I mean, oh there's a I lot of logistics. I think it's interesting that. that they're doing it in week one. Mm-hmm. It is. That's a lot. On a team, mm-hmm. I mean, passports and it's it's more than just your average road game, obviously, you know. So it is it's a big burden, and it's going to be Friday night. <laughs> yep. Instead yeah. Of the usual Friday. Thursday kickoff, and then it's just Eagles. Oh, so nobody's. It's the is it's it the, the actual kickoff, kickoff game. Maybe the kickoff game's Thursday. Then they play in 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 Brazil on Friday. That's, that's what I was thinking, yeah. but I didn't even I really consider it. You might be right. No, Mike. I think. I think it might be Thursday, Friday, raise the, then Sunday. Raise the banner, probably. Yeah. Whoever they, I'm wins. telling you, they're working. They're working toward seven nights a week. They're going to ruin it. Yeah. There's going to be some kind of like permutation they have to figure the out. The thing that, that makes like, the NFL the greatest that. is how important everything is. But we're so worried about safety. <laughs> Yet we're going to, you know, have guys playing on five days rest, three days rest. No, they're not going to do that far, but close. 
Close. But it's going to be this weird thing where, like, it's like there's weeks, but it's just kind of oh, all I don't rolls want into that. each other. I, and, I don't want it. Okay, last night's game was week 12, but this is now week 13 as we play yeah. here on this Saturday game, something like that. Well, the other thing that came out is um, not the, the Chiefs get to play at, at the Vegas facility, which is oh, the yeah. Taj Mahal. Uh, but the 49ers are at UNLV, and I guess they don't like the field. The field is soft. Yeah. They say it's too soft. That. A lot yeah. of rain down there. I don't know if you've been watching the news in oh, L.A. Oh, the weather's awful. L.A. is like uh, mudslides. It's and not in it's L.A. Warm. It's in, in Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. Oh, I know. Well, I'm just saying Southwest all right now is oh, getting, okay. getting pegged with, yeah. with storms Well, they're right getting – it's like 50s and 40s in terms of degree, and there's rain in Vegas and, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, they had a natural grass surface put in over the top. And I think that's part of the problem. Just too soft. Yeah, it's too soft. Well, I hope that no one. But I like hurt. how they said, like, you know, we, we, you know, we, we're going to be fine. We're going to deal with it. But then why are you complain? What is yeah. the, the point well? There of was the a year. I I think uh, was a New Orleans, um, and we were practicing. I don't think I don't think it was rice, but it might have been. And we didn't like the field, and they switched us hmm. yeah. to another facility. Yeah, not remember I mean, that. I don't, but I, I, I think believe it, you. Yeah, I think it was the 2001 Super Bowl. There can't be a lot of options around Vegas, I imagine. I mean, UNLV, what else? What, mm, are there any other? No. I remember when I was in Miami, Where's when Nevada? the Super Bowl was in Miami, with these two teams, one of them Arizona, practiced at Miami. <laughs> go to Arizona, maybe. Reno? We're at the University I mean, of Nevada, where is that? Yeah. It's far. It's like three hours away. Okay. Oh, Nevada, Nevada. Yeah, well, okay. they're in Las Vegas. Yeah, Mike, yeah. again, they're not in California. Yeah. They're it's in Las the Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> Reno is deserts. No Reno water. Like three, three Los, Los. <laughs> you know. I was, I mean, I just blame anybody in L.A. Like, it's crazy there right now. Like, I was watching the news last night. It's all, I mean, so, all the canyons are just, like, flooding. And, like I mean, six, uh, the L.A. River is just feet raging. Rain. and Oof. Yeah, it's crazy out there. It's crazy Stay safe, y'all. all that rain in a desert. Uh, and then it's like it's just extreme. It's like mm-hmm. they have no rain, and then all of a sudden there's a ton right. of rain. Mm-hmm. But all right, eight five five Pat's five hundred. Let's get to the phones. We have people uh, holding on here. Zach is in California. What's up, Zach? Any uh, mudslides where you are? Uh, I mean, I would never complain about weather in California to a bunch of people who live in Boston. Okay. Uh, obviously, with the. Uh, with the Super Bowl coming up, with the Chiefs being in another one for no reason. Um, I was just hearing a lot of people say that uh, they're comparing this, uh, the Chiefs' current dynasty, in quotes, to what the Patriots had for so many years. And uh, I know, but besides Fred, none of you really care if the Chiefs pass the Patriots in terms of uh, dynastic greatness. But I was wondering, like, what if the Chiefs had gotten Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes in like 2010, what do you think that decade would have looked like? And I'll take it off the air. Okay. It's a good question. You know, like 2010, you know, how different was the game then than now? Hmm. Or would they, the two of those change the game? You know, is Mahomes that good that he would have accelerated what we're seeing right now in terms of, you know, the offensive league? I'd like to bring it back to 2000. Like, what if Reed and Mahomes were there back then <laughs> when, you know, you could still kind of, you know, rough up a receiver and, and that yeah. type of thing, and they didn't have all the rules that protected the quarterback, what would it have been back then? Yeah. I, they still would have been great, you know, um, but that would have been cool yeah. to have, you know, him head-to-head with Brady back then. Yeah, I, I don't want <laughs> No thanks. Just I, I like just only having to deal with Peyton Manning and kind yeah. of Phillip Rivers, like, but... I mean, more AFC 
dominance and I mean, we'll see with, with the Chiefs. I mean, they're going to write their own story. I think everybody's just always in such a rush to stack and compare. And, and you know, it's 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 going to be an interesting story for them. You know, with, with, you know Patrick Mahomes, what, is, you know, what if he has a season like Brady did where he, you know, mid, midpoint of his career misses a year? Yeah. And, what, what I won't you know, do is be one of those people say, oh, Mahomes wouldn't have been good in that era. No. <laughs> he would have been good in any era, mm-hmm. yeah. you know? Yeah. No, for sure. That's uh, – but we'll see this week how he, how they do. He I would mean, have been the slinging Sammy Baugh if he was playing back in the '40s or whatever. You know, he, he was he, he's just a natural athlete. It, arm talent is unparalleled. Yeah. You know, I would say Rogers to me is the only guy that had comparable arm talent. You know, just strictly arm talent. With that. Just you know, a, just a, such a, such athletic guys that yeah. You know, throw from aren't, any aren't, angle, any slot. Right. Aren't know? necessarily runners, but. Yeah, pick their spots and and can get those critical first downs with their feet when they have to, and just ama- um, unbelievable pocket awareness. And when the game's yeah. on the line, I mean that's you know Brady's thing. I mean Mahomes is yep. he's deadly. Well, he's and deadly. I, and uh, Kansas City in 2010, like everything changes. Right? Like you just so you're just adding Mahomes and Reed. Yeah. So were they similarly terrible? Like I think the year before Reed got there, they were like two and fourteen. So, like, was that just because they were poorly coached? I don't think so. I thought that their offensive line fell apart. Like, they were they had this really good O-line, and they lost a lot of guys. I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that was it, the offensive line. No, because <laughs> they were this running team. Remember they had um, Priest Brody Holmes? Brody Croyle playing quarterback when, when, when in 2011? Was, when was Priest Holmes on the oh, team? Oh, man. Oh, man. Priest Holmes, that was, like, early 2000s. Oh, was it? Okay. It's, like, 03, right. 02? Also, seven years earlier. Okay. Uh, eight years earlier, if you're going by 2010 to 2002, I mean, you had like the Matt, which Castle, is a whole different generation. Matt Castle, oh nine year. I mean, you know, you like that's kind of yeah, more. Th- what that was the last time I think they were any good was oh nine. Yeah, and then there was a like a gap after that. I think they they fell off in ten. I think eleven, they might have had like Tyler Palco playing quarterback in a Monday night game here against yeah. the Patriots, and then like I did they. Alex Smith, what would he get there, like 11, 12, somewhere in there? Alex Smith was like 13, I want to say, and that's when they got better because he was a real quarterback. They started yeah. to win games. Yeah, when yeah. they got Kelsey. And, and then yep. they brought in um, Reed. Like that That's another. That, that was another trade. Like people just think, well, you just you get the team and then you build it around them. Or you, you, you make a, a trade for the former number one overall pick, who I know if the number one overall pick doesn't actually do anything with the numbered, the team that actually takes him, he's he's irrelevant from that point on. Alex Smith was a really good player. Was he great? Was he Mahomes? No. No. But he was a really good player who had success with two different teams. Don't ask one of our PR people that. No, I know. It's yeah. like a very odd yeah. reaction. <laughs> Based on Alex Smith's reputation yeah, as around the guy. league as yeah. one of the greatest guys ever. Yeah. It's a very yeah. odd uh I'm good with ever seeing Hatred. his leg again, too. I think oh, we yeah. just cover that sucker yeah. up. That is gross. It's like cottage cheese. Uh, Eric's in New Jersey. What's up, Eric? Hey, how you guys doing? Eric. Um, I know as we were talking about the wide receivers. Um, I guess like I you know, kind of like harp off my uh, point last week. I just think there's only a few game breakers as far as you know, the top of the draft. And I know, Paul, you mentioned it earlier where, you know, if you, you, know, you trade back, you, you may miss out on one of those guys. Um, but I was going to say, you know, with all this trade down talk, and I know Paul, you're probably going to hate this one. But what do you I think about bringing Carson Wentz? 
Uh, yeah, you're right. Deal just went away. <laughs> you're right. Mm-hmm. I would hate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. I mean, I just think he's such a better upgrade than than Jacoby. I think you you know what Jacoby is. It's, yeah. I mean, what do you what, what's the I, I, yeah. I, I, yeah, I think those are the same. Yeah, I I was gonna say I don't see much difference there, you know. And I think Jacoby Brissett might make less mistakes. I just think if you were drafted, like I said, if you were to go that second round or you know whatever third round and get that developmental guy, I think it gives you a chance to at least you know you know get your wide receivers up to speed, and then even then drafting a wide receiver. I mean, who? There's a log jam. I mean, you're not. I don't think you're going to be able to move Parker. I'd rather have Gardner Minshew than Carson Wentz. I'm, and I'm being serious. Oh, I would I, absolutely. Yeah. No. I'm being serious. And I think nothing of Gardner Minshew, <laughs> but, but just, absolutely. If they just need a placeholder, I would love it to be like Kirk Cousins, but obviously. Well, that's that, expensive. Yeah. yeah. He's. And he's, I just can I just squeeze one last question in there? Yeah. I'll take it off the line. Um, again, the wide receiver position. You know, you have Pop, uh, Juju, uh, Parker coming back, and then you know you can get pretty much get rid of Taekwon and, and Butte, but. If, if you were to bring a guy in, how do you, how's he going to work the snaps in? You know, you guys are talking about bringing in a Roman Wilson, a slot guy. You know, yeah. how are you going to work that, you know, when you have Juju and Pop working mainly off the slot? And I'll take it off the line. Thanks, Okay, guys. thanks. I think he's better than both of yeah. them. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I was going to say, any one Beat of those out. guys is dispensable. Right, oh, yeah. right now, I think yeah. he's better than both oh, of those yeah. guys. Sure. Now, he might not pan out. There's, you yeah. know, there's a risk in the draft. Yeah. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Of course. But, but I, mean, I think he's more talented than those guys. I think guys. the aim should be to bring in a guy who's better than all of them. 100%. Oh, yeah. 100%. Oh, I yeah. mean, and that's why, like, I mean, Booty probably going to be off the off the uh, team, I would guess. But, I mean, mm-hmm. right now you're looking at it. you got Parker, Thornton, Smith, Schuster, and Douglas. I mean, if you, like, in most rosters, that's your, you know, but you got to push one of these guys off. Exactly. Like, I think, you know, uh, Douglas is the only one that is really has a role and. He's a slot guy. He is like, you know, going to come in on third down and play in the like. So I, I don't know about Parker. Like I just, I've kind of like resigned myself that they're just going to play Parker at the X this year, and he's going to do what he does, and I'll be hurt a few games. You have to get Juju out. You have to draft a guy that can play the Z and can move around and play off the line of scrimmage and do all the kind of Debo Samuel stuff, but play every down. That that's what like when I look at the draft, I that's what I would ideally want is to, a guy who's explosive, who can do a bunch of things, that can take handoffs, that, you know, all that kind of stuff, and can be the every down kind of – and they don't have that on the roster And, and right that's an, another part, like, people always fixate on the cap space. That's another way cap space can be used, is you can get out from can eat. bad yes. contracts because right. you have the cap space mm-hmm. to do it. Yeah. And if Mike is right – like, I, I look at it, look, doesn't mean I'm right. Roman Wilson might be the, the next big bust. Who knows? <laughs> but – I don't really see a lot of comparison between him and Demario Douglas, skills-wise. Like, I would be more than happy to have both of those guys on my team yep. yeah. and say goodbye to Juju and, and Parker. Yep, agreed. Now, Juju in particular is going to cost you money to say goodbye to, yep. but you have cap space. Yep, and you, and you need young it. guys to step in and play. You know, and uh, the, the Chiefs, by the way, um, that, that Matt Castle year in, in 10, they went 10-6, and six, and they went 7-9 and nine and 2-14. and 14. And that I, I think is around the time that that Andy Reid um, came a little bit. Yeah, I think Reid came in thirteen, and they went immediately from two and fourteen to eleven and five with Alex. Who Smith. was it? Herm Edwards? No. Um, it was Todd Haley, and then oh. Romeo Cornell. Oh right. Eldridge in North Carolina. Hey Eldred. Hey Tamara. Hey fellas. How y'all doing? All right, Eldred. Hey uh, Paul. Sir, I heard you earlier. I agree with you about the offensive side, who they got, but I don't know why I got an echo. 
<laughs> but, no, you're good on our end. Yeah, you, it sounds sounds great. Yeah, on our end. Yeah, but I got an echo on my end. Sorry, it's hard to work through. But, I've done it. Just just talk but, and don't but, listen but, uh, to yourself. Yeah. But according to the draft, I hope they do what they say. I think this Lance guy get Marvin Harrison, Marvin Harrison on three. But please don't trade up getting no Bo Nix. I, I still huh. say. Ooh. Huh? No, no Nix no. at 30. No Bo Nix. Yeah. No Bo Nix. We're going to no, Nix no, that. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, Paul. Yes. Top, the wide receiver top of the draft. Yes. Harrison. Yep. Uh, du- Duze. Yep. Davis about third. And then it's, a, it's that guy from Texas, the other guy. You know, but other than that, that's, you know, that's. Yeah. Rest them a good really two. strong. Really strong class. I agree. Really strong. Yeah, yeah. Really strong class. Yeah. But you get Johnny Wilson in the third, too. Six, seven for Florida State. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and, he, and that's, that's better than uh, Parker, and that's better than Juju. And you can use him. Yep. All right. But uh, I'll let you go at that. Y'all have a good one. Okay. Right. Thanks, Big E. Chiming yeah. in our wide I'm receiver. With, I'm expert, with the Big E. Eldred. I think there's a lot of good wide receivers. Well, yeah. I, feel, I feel kind of insulted. Like, I just I did a whole thing on we should draft Marvin Harrison. I didn't even get a shout-out from Eldred. Like, he just uh, wants to call and yell at me about when yeah. I'm wrong. But, like, when I come on his side of the street, he doesn't say, you know, <laughs> yeah. I don't get dapped up at all. Uh, Jackson's in Alabama. What's up, Jackson? Right. What's up, guys? Hey. Hey. <clears throat> I have a little bone to pick with Fred, though. Phew. Don't Pick we it. All? Pick it. Why you, why, you, why you feel like there's no good food here in Alabama. Oh. No, mm. seafood. There's good seafood in Alabama, Fred. I know, but I don't. I don't. When I think Alabama, I don't think seafood. I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't. I. No, it's all good. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was great. It was yeah. in the Gulf. Uh, There's good food in Alabama. I'm sure there is. Absolutely. <laughs> I just feel like, uh, like sometimes you're not giving uh, us Alabamians uh, the credit. Oh, listen, my father-in-law's from Bruton, and uh, he made ribs like you would die for. Die for. Yes, sir. Yeah, that, that's. Yeah, that's the that, that's the hot spot here is ribs and barbecue and stuff. Absolutely. But I just wanted to comment on uh, Jacoby Myers' uh, interview. I was just totally heartbroken Myers. with the whole thing. I just felt like uh, that that's a situation where we have created this man, and he wanted to stay here, and I just felt heartbroken for him in that situation. I just wish he was still a Patriot, and uh, we yeah. could really use him right now. I, I yeah. feel heartbroken for me. I think he ended up in a better place, but – we we all here. We wanted to keep him. His father was a regular listener and caller to the show. I mean, it was like we wanted Jacoby Myers. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Jackson. Sorry, I insulted all Alabamians. No, it's just seafood. I don't think of Alabama and seafood. No, you know. But but they're on the ocean. So as, as long as you're on the ocean, I'm not going to insult your seafood. I just, yeah, that's true. They're in the, the Gulf. I've also known yeah. too many people who have gotten sick at Red Lobster to ever eat. At, like, that kind Red of Lobster, uh, listen, I'm, they're not a sponsor. They <laughs> should. The fact that seafood and Red Lobster in the same sentence, it's, it's terrible. They are yeah. not. It's awful. I, I did not eat at a chain when I was in Alabama. Yeah. I eat at like local spots. The ads yeah. look good, though. The ads look like, oh, oh my God, look oh. at that shrimp. Yeah, like, you get the shrimp, shrimp in there the size of a dime. <laughs> you know? You know? <laughs> also, seafood is like my favorite food. And then after that, Italian. So, like, okay. I was in a great spot. Yeah. I like all food. You know? I, I do too. As Especially as breakfast foods. Uh, let's see. Uh, Matt's in Des Moines. Is that right? Matt. Yeah, uh, Matt in Des Moines. Okay. There it is. How you doing? Hey, uh, first time caller, long time listener. Thank you. Uh, Sweet. You guys are great. 
Um, so I got a couple of uh, draft scenarios that I want to go through you guys. So first scenario, the Bears are going to draft Caleb Williams, which means that the Commanders are likely going to take Drake May, leading us holding the bag as far as, in my opinion, I don't, I don't think much of Daniels. So leaving us holding the bag. And so I would like to take Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, and, but I don't know as far as quarterbacks go what you guys think we, we would do in that scenario. Yeah, I think at that point you're probably going the free agent veteran route and maybe drafting a guy late in the draft you know yeah. just a project guy yeah 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 i have to think too if, if the bears do take caleb williams at one that they're gonna have to do something with fields so i would see how much fields costs yeah i mean you could have fields i'm and open marvin to that. Harrison. i'm yeah. open to that yeah. yeah i mean i would dangle marvin harrison i'd be fine to you know to take him i mean i'd really be fine to take neighbors too i mean i think mm-hmm. you know he's got a whole different kind of bag that's exciting but um can you trade down and still get neighbors Potential. I mean, how far Depends are you going to go? Far, yeah. But yeah. can't go too far. Yeah, but yeah. sure. Eight, yeah. eight-ish. Yeah. I mean, somewhere in there. I'm I mean, not convinced that the Bears are going to take Caleb Williams at one. I'm not either. Why? Because okay. I think they might decide to hang on to Fields. Yeah, and I just think that Cliff's Kingsbury thing is just fishy. That would be it's monumental because then you're guaranteed one of the top two. Mm-hmm. I. It just makes too much sense to me. Like, I, it's what I would do. I would take take Marvin Harrison. Yeah. Take one of the receivers. Take a tackle. Give him two big pieces. And if it doesn't work, I'm, you can pick I'm a quarterback. I'm predicting Caleb Williams falls a little bit. Yeah, just yep. one. Well, just what a is two. like what is a little bit uh, out of the top three? I think he's going to go to Washington with his coach. Still within the top five, but he could be as much as four. Really, I I think he's or one or two. I think he's going to go to Washington. And of two would be. The I think surprise. two is the absolute lowest surprise to me. Yeah, yeah. Because what Tamara is talking about with Kingsbury, just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. But with the so bear, even though he yeah. cried, <laughs> <laughs> which Felger hammers him for too. Yeah, it's, I, un- it's yeah. unbelievable. I'm yeah. telling you, that's why everybody yeah. doesn't like him. Yeah. No, and that's just one. Wait, reason. wait a minute. Isn't Caleb from Washington? Like yes. from that area. He's like, from it's, DC. It's just like yes, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. The DC perfect. area. Mm-hmm. Yes, that perfect. does make sense. Yeah. And supposedly put out another thing about I, Chicago I, last believe, week. I'm not going to believe a single one of those until I see it come out of his mouth because I just I think like it's when you start getting this draft misinformation stuff and everybody's like, well, you know, actually he doesn't right. want to play there or actually on our board he's not that high or you know those kind of like yeah. misinformation things. What else, Matt? Uh, so second scenario is that the Bears are going to keep Fields. And so the number one pick is open for bidding. Correct. What would you guys give up to trade up? Uh, I mean, because, I mean, there's, I, I've read that, I mean, we would have to give up like first, a second, and a third or whatever to move up. I'm like, uh, Not in that. addition to the third pick. And I'm like, that's, that's just too much. So uh, uh, I'll take it off air. I don't okay. think it would be that Thanks, much. Matt. Um, yep. Now, the problem would be, the teams that you're competing with to move to one could give more. Yes. Because they have to go further, they would be willing to give more, and then they could force you to give more than you want. Right. But I don't know, like, I'm not an expert with the draft chart and all that stuff, but I I think it would be, I think there'd be some competition. 
It's gonna. I I can't wait. I mean, we haven't been in really this position in a long oh, I know. time. I'm like so the first twenty minutes the of the draft, it's like you know yeah. it's gonna start, and we're like, here we go. I like, can't wait for the draft. I wonder party. how much will be yeah. done yeah. before we even. Yeah, well, I, I hope like not. Already. I hope they hold it. So where are we gonna know? You think so? Yeah. I feel like it, it could be a situation like when Trevor Lawrence is coming out, where like you kind of you know before. See, I don't sets. think it's gonna be that. You don't think no. so? No, I'm talking about trades. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if these trades will be done before. Oh. Hmm. That could happen before the draft. Like just wait till it starts. And then yeah, and if that happens, then things could come out. Yeah, yeah. if yeah. there's no trading and yeah. the, and the Bears want to take Caleb Williams, you'll know that before the draft. You yeah, well, I mean, that's the biggest question: is is are the Bears going to keep Fields or or go for him? That's you know, like, <laughs> do you think there's any chance they commit to Fields and say, look, we're we're going to stick with Fields? You know, I, I mean, it feels like it would I, behoove them to not. And mm-hmm. like, did I just say behoove? Isn't there kind <laughs> of a like just out of common sense and i'm not telling you it has to be this way but if the bears are going to take caleb williams isn't it in their best interest to move justin fields before the draft mm-hmm. yeah 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 you know and that get kind it of be place. A, a, a tell yeah what, you know i just find it hard to believe that you're not going to have any wait idea. till like and we're on the clock yeah, all right who wants fields what's the bigger risk paying fields you know the same situation that you know obviously the giants were in with with, yep. with paying daniel jones paying fields or starting all over again from scratch with caleb williams yeah ah uh, that's where it's like right. oh. and they don't have to make the decision now on fields he's right. only going into his fourth year so and they you, could franchise him if they mm. s- kind of like him you know right but you could put that off for another whole year no, i'm saying like yeah. if they kind of like him then the next year or they two if you want to pick up his fifth year right. option he's the right. fifth year option guy too yeah. right yeah. so that that'll give you a little bit of a signal at least i don't know i i stick with what i said earlier i would you invested a first round pick in fields a few years ago it's been up and down but you have so many other pieces like if you take caleb williams you're just kind of starting over again and sure you can get mm-hmm. him some help with the next pick right but not the way you could put two different guys around fields so you know that's and it's. I feel the same way about the Patriots, where it's like we got to get a quarterback, we got to get a tackle, we got to get a receiver. You're not going to get all three at a high level starter position, so you have to kind of bite the bullet on something maybe. And you might have to say, you know, and even I was just looking back at like when they drafted Calvin Johnson and uh, oh god, what was the name of the quarterback? Um, uh, Joey the, Harrington. No, it was uh, the journeyman guy with the big head uh, who was in Detroit for a long time. But that is a phrasism uh, <laughs> yeah. I've ever heard. I, one th- I gotta figure. Really this tries one out. to squeeze into journeyman a journeyman with a big head. The two thousand. Oh, Wait, on. what year was this? This would be the two thousand and seven uh, Detroit Lions. Journeyman um, with a big head. Hold on, I, I, I John Kitna. John Kitna. Oh, good <laughs> ball. That's it. Wow. Right. Really, really, really set the stuff his, his noggin into the helmet. I have never really noticed his noggin. Yeah, I guess he kind of. But had that's a big the head. that's the Freddest Fredism ever. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that so I, much. As a big-headed American, that's what I uh, I recognize. That's <laughs> true. You do have uh, a big squash. I do. Not as big it as must Andy's. Be that chair. Not as big as Andy's, which I'm proud to say. It's that but, seat. But you know, that's that's like if you got to bite the bullet for a year, and like, and I, I just the people that are just so well, you can't take a receiver. Who's going to throw it to him? Somebody will throw it to him. Like well, it's fine. Like the amount when of you find somebody to throw it to him, yeah. now you have your receiver. The right? amount of definitive opinions when it comes to the draft yeah. is really amazing. Like you can't take a quarterback there. You can't. It's such a risk. I know. Well, for and then you go back and look, and it's like no more of a risk than any other position. Mm-hmm. It's all. I a risk. agree with the Fred theory that it hurts more if you know you're trying to make the quarterback and it doesn't work. Than if the tackle didn't work, you yeah. know, but it doesn't cost you any more financially. Mm-hmm. They're all slotted. No, and I mean, in two years later, how do you think they felt when you know they got Matthew Stafford and you know, and now all right. And I mean, granted, it didn't work out yeah. great, but 
Like for everything that you're going to tell me the Patriots can or can't do, there's a, an example of the opposite working right. out. And for everybody, and look, there I, are no can'ts. No, and it, and if everybody's like, you got to build in the, you got to yeah. build in the trenches. Sure, I, you know, I get it. And they definitely, you know, they're so barren with tackles. They need to, need to, need to get one of those guys. I'd say more than more than anything, given what this class is. But I just, I. There's something to be said for just taking something that you know is a key part of what teams need this year, and you've got a chance at three. You don't get the chance to be at three. You get to be at three, you get the top choice of all the wide receivers, and I'm sorry that it's not that like, you know, definitive position that can remake, but it's a necessary one, and you've got a chance right now to maybe get one of those guys. So that that that's the benefit rather than, oh, it's such a burden that we have the third overall pick, but we don't have a quarterback there, so we just we can't take a receiver. We got to you know. But in I, reality, I don't really it's like the perfect year for it because there are. You know, like a lot of times you get that pick, and there's no option to take a quarterback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, right. the Kenny Pickett year as an example. Well, that was just like two years ago. Yeah. Like if this was that year, and you had the third pick, and you got stuck with that, and you had no, uh, you had no opportunity to take a quarterback. At least now there are three guys that everybody seems to be in agreement are worthy of conversation in the top five. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, uh, Paul's foods here. Wait, Paul has to wait one more minute to eat his food because oh, I have a message from one of our friends. We have a message from Tamara. Oh, it's yeah. not from me. It's from Bridgestone. I'm not going to wait. <laughs> Bridgestone, our official tire of the New England Patriots, is proud to partner with Sullivan Tire, New England's headquarters for quality Bridgestone tires. Visit SullivanTire.com to find a location near you. Isn't it time to get exactly what you want? Welcome to Red Hot Deal Days from Verizon, where you get your pick of our best deals. Like my plan, where you can pick the perks you want and save on every one. For limited time, bring your own phones to a Verizon store and you can get my plan for our best price ever. Get exactly what you want in your phone plan and only pay for what you need. Bring your phones to your Verizon store today and get my plan. These deals won't last. It's your Verizon. As I think back over the past few seasons, I wanted to thank my most trusted game day teammate, Tostitos. As I recall the last-minute grocery runs and late-night dishwashing, the salty defeats and spicy victories, I realized it was all thanks to my teammate Tostitos. It was always you, Tostitos. Team up with Tostitos, the official chip and dip of the New England Patriots. What's up, everybody? 2003, the super sequel, part two, available now, out wherever you listen to podcasts. Let's have a listen to part two. Damon Heward will take the snap, go to one knee, and that is all she wrote for 2003's regular season. Now it's on to the playoffs as the Patriots try to make it two Super Bowl championships in the last three years. The Patriots would face the 12-4 Tennessee Titans in the divisional round, led by co-MVP Steve McNair. That is it. The Tennessee Titans have gone on the road behind Eddie George and co-MVP Steve McNair and that great run defense. Coming off a wild card victory over the Ravens, the Titans were a tough and experienced team, one that New England had beaten earlier in the year 38-30, the first win of their current 12-game unbeaten streak. And despite the fact that the Tennessee Titans, Steve McNair threw for almost 400 yards, and Tennessee at almost 450 yards of the game. New England wins it by the count of 38 to 30. But like the 2001 divisional round, weather would once again be a factor with Arctic cold in the forecast. Deion Brant's Louisville. I'll say the the night before the games, you know, as we go and do our walk, our walkthrough, you know, some of these crazy behind defensive players that we have on the team, Mike Brable, you know, William McGinnis, Teddy Bruschi, 
you know, all those guys outside their shirts off and they had a, um, a weather advisory for people to not be outside. And here it is, we're doing a walkthrough and half of these clowns are outside with their shirts off. You know, and people, <laughs> it's just some of those things, man, the memories you, you, you kind of think about those days. And that was a long time ago, man. You know, and I'm very blessed to still have that, that great memory to think about those uh, memorable moments, you know, because that is what made this team, you know, just having that opportunity to be on the field with those guys, just to do a walkthrough, shirtless. And everybody's just like, Bill, you know, this is what it is. We're going to face this. Matt Chatham, linebacker and special teamer. The guy that I would say is responsible for that is actually, you know, just recently honored here, Mike Rabel. So Rabel is obviously known as the guy with an edge, a guy who loves to push the envelope, tough guy, smart guy, all those kinds of things. But, um, you know, it's not as if at that point I hadn't played in a, a decent amount of cold games in my life, but this one was different than really any of us had experienced. And we had an in-stadium walkthrough the night before in Gillette. And uh, Rabes comes walking up out of the locker room with uh, without sleeves on, you know, just with like the, the light sleeveless sort of practice t-shirt almost. And it's a helmet's only practice, but you know, the rest of us are all bundled up in like three layers of thermal <laughs> sweats and gloves and hats and all that kind of stuff. And Braves is just like sleeveless. And like, Let's roll. We're gonna he's gonna go through this sort of two hour thing. And I'm like, oh man. But then it makes you kind of feel like a jerk for letting him go through that or go through it alone. So his rationale was basically, I'm gonna. It can't possibly be worse on Sunday than what I'm gonna feel like now. Scott Pioli, Patriots Director of Player Personnel. It was the first time that it was too cold to breathe through my mouth, so I decided to try to breathe through my nose and. I don't want to get overly graphic here. Let's just say that everything was frozen and it like hurt the back of my head. It was so cold when you breathe in. Um, but that was, again, that was a really good Tennessee Titans football team. I'm glad we had them at home. You know, our team was built for our home venue at the time. And that showed up in, in, in that game. And then the next week against the Colts, because that was part of the goal be home and, and that was something that bill knew right bill was a part of those giants and those giants teams were built around you know built for their venue just like the colts were built for their venue you know so um that tennessee game i'll never forget how cold it was the time is 801 and the temperature five degrees with a wind chill of minus three. Christian Fourier, University of Colorado. I am from the West Coast. I played in Colorado, but I am not used to the cold. And this was next level historically cold. I remember going to a ski shop down in Attleboro and I was looking for one of those old school one piece suits you see the, the, the bobsled team wear. I was trying to find something because like, there's not a chance in hell I'm going to make it through this. I actually burnt my my cleats my cleats melted because I was putting them up next to the little uh, those little burners that they have on the sideline and my cleats burn I had to change my cleats. In the end, it was really about just staying moving. And if you were actually playing, it was fine. Karen Garigian, the Boston Herald. I mean, they kept showing the the, the thermometer <laughs> on the field. It's like it was like twenty below zero, and it was it was literally it was. The heat was on, but it was still freezing in the press box, particularly if you were in the front row. <laughs> we were sitting here, and I wondered how many fans would stay away because of the low temperatures. But as I look around, not many people did stay away. They're here 
They're excited. Nick Fitzy Stevens, Patriots fan and personality. To go back to the Super Bowl, the New England Patriots were likely to have to go through the co-MVPs of the league. Let me repeat that. There was no cupcake schedule. There was no softy. There was no cakewalk. The Pats would have to defeat the co-MVPs of the season. They would get they would get their shot to do it at home. And as it turns out, the tougher of the two games would be the divisional round game, a Saturday night affair against Steve McNair and the Titans. McNair, quarterback draw. He has room and has the first down inside the five. Blitz coming. Eddie George, first down and more. Demps saved a huge game. The conversation all week leading up to the game wasn't just how are they going to stop Steve McNair? How are, how are the Patriots going to handle this awesome offense? It was how can they play football in legitimate Arctic conditions? The opening kickoff at Frozen Foxborough. The conditions did little to slow down the Patriots offense out of the gate with Brady hitting Bethel Johnson for a 41-yard touchdown strike to open the scoring. Slot to the far side left with Givens to the near side right. He comes in motion, goes in motion from right to left. Brady in the shotgun, takes the snap on third and six. Time, fires down the middle, open, caught, touchdown! Touchdown, Patriots, to Bethel Johnson! The Titans would respond on their next drive, with McNair hitting big plays to Derek Mason and Drew Bennett. Then, Chris Brown tied things up with a five-yard run. Second and goal at the Patriot five, we'll call it. They give us to Brown to the right, tries to cut it back left, and is brought down in, now well, he got it into the end zone. Touchdown. But the Pats offense would continue to hum early on, moving the ball on a second consecutive drive, only to see their reliable kicker, Adam Vinatieri, miss a 44-yard field goal as conditions continued to deteriorate. Ball is on the far hash mark. The angle will be to the right for Vinatieri. And make it a 44-yard field goal attempt where they set it up. The ball down, the kick is up. It is on the way, and it is no good. Teddy Bruschi, Arizona. Just so hard to score, you know, when you get in elements, whether it's the snow in Miami or the, the freezing the freezing day, which is against Tennessee, was, you know, it's just, it's going to be ugly. It's going to be back and forth. And why we won championships so often was just, there were just three or four plays that we had players that made them consistently all the time. And then it was a multiple multitude of players that could do that. Deion Brantz, Louisville. Unfortunately, during the course of the game, my guy, Asante Samuels, uh, ended up having the false bites. I mean, this was the craziest thing ever. I've never seen a guy with purple nails and stuff. And uh, <laughs> his toenails, his fingernails, you know, Sante's from Miami. So, you know, and I'm from Georgia. We're not used to that type of weather. But uh, we went out and took care of business. All the other things will kind of get taken care of after the game. When someone accidentally threw away the school play costumes. Oh, no. Replacements were shipped with FedEx. And with picture proof of delivery, everyone could focus on the perfect opening night. FedEx, where now meets next. For residential delivery only. And now, great moments in history. Um, but, you know, Connor McDermott's another guy that I've been thinking about. You know, if they... They probably could just elevate him, but if they wanted to try to get him on the roster, then Calvin Anderson could be the odd man out there, too. And that would be my first uh, reaction would be, like, do they, they still have, I think, nine offensive linemen on the roster, right? I could just see Evan. Tyrone Wheatley Tyron went Wheatley. to IR. Yeah. I could but just see Evan in bed. I guess we're not talking about And he's got his hands behind anymore. his head laying there, and his wife, <laughs> wife says or fiance. fiance. Yeah. What are you thinking about? Connor McDermott. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> <laughs> you 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 like 
You're totally what? not wrong. <laughs> what about um, him? That's so, that's so sad. No, it's the meme. It's like the couple yeah, in bed yeah. and the girl's like, I he's probably you. thinking about other girls. Right. And then it's, it's actually like Connor McDermott. McDermott. <laughs> Last night I was uh, I was watching JT Bradley, O'Sullivan's listening, make that meme. Uh, Mac Jones breakdown from last week. And she fell asleep and she like wakes up and she's like, who are you talking to? And I was like, JT O'Sullivan. Like, <laughs> I don't, don't worry about it. That's another great moment from... Hey, Patriots fans, if you want to see Toyota's best offers, including those not seen on TV, go to buyatoyota.com. It's Toyota's official website for deals from the official vehicle of the New England Patriots, Toyota. Let's go places. All right. Good, Tamara. Working for your lunch. That sounded really <laughs> professional right yeah. there. Uh, Andrew in the UK. What last are you trying to say, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> last <laughs> night during NFL's uh, opening night coverage, Maurice Jones-Drew was introduced multiple times as a Super Bowl champion while flashing his ring on air. You might wonder how a career Jaguar with a brief stint as a Raider won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Turns out it was part of the Rams radio team a couple seasons ago. This got me thinking, surely Fred and Paul need to be introduced as six-time Super Bowl champions. <laughs> also, given not many people in the world have such a resume, when are the Pro Football Hall of Fame candidacies for you two beginning? Well, Paul's already in a Hall of Fame. That's true. It's that BU, is true. The right? BU Baseball Hall of Fame. Yeah. Not the whole athletic Hall of Fame. Just, <laughs> but just we shouldn't uh, sell Mike so short. <laughs> he, he and his uh, That's right. fellow teammates at Holy Cross were honored at 25th? Yeah. 25th. What'd 25th. 25th anniversary of the they, uh, the Mac title. Did they uh, give you a memento? No, we got we got a, a cash bar, I guess. Cash bar? <laughs> bar. Even yeah. we had an open bar. You can drink in the Heart Center now, so they got an alcohol Yikes. license there. Uh, so um, that was great. We got to walk out between the second and third period. You know, you did the old little hi fans. Yeah. yeah, we couldn't hear anything they were saying. Yeah, yeah, big, big, big clap. And uh, it's funny though, because some of the guys, you know, I mean, I'm pretty old now, but. Some of the guys are still like, oh, we're going to go out after the game. I'm like, I'm not going out. Like, I got to drive home. And then they're like, oh, the, the hockey players all want us to come to the hockey house. I'm like, those days, those days are gone for me. I'm not going to, I'm not going to a college hockey house right no. now. <laughs> no. Does it smell? Do they really smell the college, all the, the oh, gear? Oh, oh, there's nothing oh, like hockey. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. hockey, hockey equipment, equipment is, is a, a stench yeah. all its own. It's the yeah. worst. The worst. Um, let's go back to the phones. We'll go to Tim in Boston. What's up, Tim? Hey, speaking of hockey, congrats to Northeastern on reaching the Beanpot Finals for the sixth straight year. Yeah. How about that? You too, know it. A little close, yeah. though. A little too close. Yeah, yeah but, I was, uh, I was uh, not happy last night. You're Drake right. May is there at three. Yeah. I think I want him. And if not, yeah. I, I want to trade down. We can't fix this offense with one pick. Um, we got to stack up top 50 picks so we can rebuild the line, get some weapons. And if we trade down, I'm not interested in getting one of these round two, round three quarterbacks. Yeah. Give me Jacoby Brissett, you know. Um, it's not worth taking a flyer on these guys that aren't going to work out. I'll take it off air. Thanks, guys. Okay, thanks. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. I'm in between there. I, if you have to trade, if you can't get a quarterback at three, obviously you're going to have to get someone to play this year. I get it. And But that doesn't mean I'm, I'm not interested in like a third-round quarterback. I'm not interested necessarily in J.J. McCarthy, Bo Nix, Michael Penix, whatever. Maybe you could sell me on, on, on Penix, but – if you, I think it's just smart business to take a quarterback somewhere, you know. And I'm not talking about a flyer in the seventh I round. I mean, like yeah. in the middle there, third yeah. round, like Joe Milton. Yeah, like, it's that you, second you level. You never know when a Dak Prescott's going to emerge. Yeah, but it's like the the um, the guys you mentioned, like 
you know, McCarthy, Penix. I'm with you on Penix. Like, I could probably be talked into him, but I feel like him and McCarthy and Bo Nix are like guys that it's probably not going to work, but maybe. Right. And I, what I don't want to do, and I agree with the, the caller there, like, I don't want to take one of those guys and think, that's my quarterback. Starter this year. He's right. going to start yep. for me this year. 100%. No, that to me is every bit as much of a project as Joe Milton yep. or anybody else. 100%. Like, yep. if they were going to, if, if everybody thought they were going to be frontline starting caliber quarterbacks, we'd be talking about six or seven in the top 10. Yeah. Not three. Now, maybe these guys will jet up the board once, you know, the, the, the combine comes and the pro days and everything. Maybe people will start saying, hey, you know, we're selling these guys short. And that could happen. I mean, there have it. Was it six? The record six first round quarterbacks. I don't know. Yeah, it's happened a couple of times. Obviously, the famous one of '83 with Elway and Marino. But um, I'm not necessarily opposed to taking those guys. I just don't want to take a Bo Nix and say, "There's my quarterback of the future." Bo right. Nix is taken with the with the thought of. Maybe we have something to develop there. Yeah. He's been productive yeah. in college. I'm not. I'm not opposed to that. But he's in that higher ilk of guys that you couldn't wait till the fourth round to right. kind of take that. You'd have to take him at like least. Like the whole in the idea round. of you trade up it back into the first round to get one of them. I'm not. I'm not looking to to give up resources to get Michael yeah. Penix right. at 25. Right. When I can just take Jalen Daniels at three. Yeah, I, I I agree with everything you just said, Paul. And like, and that's and that's why just speaking in general terms, I see a lot more paths. To come away with a receiver and a tackle and some com- and some combination over the, that first two picks, than it is to I mean really McC- thread the needle with Drake May. That's kind of the only Who one. Who was the tall guy that they, I think he died? The this guy with the big head, the, how the tall guy, the tall, the tall guy that came out of Arkansas. Oh, Jake uh, our guy, yeah, Ryan Mallett. Ryan yeah, Mallett, he is dead. Because yeah. I remember, R.I.P. What did they yeah. take him in the fourth round? Uh, third, third. Because I remember like people said, "Wow, he's available," and they, they yeah they took him. That's, That's the, the kind of guy, but yeah. but I like that. Right. Like that pick, I have no problem with. I right. thought Garoppolo was a little too high mm. for give, given their um, their needs at the time. Now, obviously, they took a guy who had some ability, you know. But yeah, M- Ryan Mallett, yeah. Rohan Davy, you know, somewhere in there, some of them work out, some of them don't. I, I, you, you don't pick that guy with the thought that my quarterback problems are solved. You don't pick Dak Prescott in the fourth round with the idea that he's going to replace Tony Romo. Yeah. But that's what happened with Dallas, you know? And to some extent, I'd even kind of swoop Jaden Daniels into that kind of, you know, like it's going to take some work. It's hard to even say, like, we're going to take him at three and he's our guy. And I'm also not opposed to taking a guy at three and not having him start week one. Now, if if he shows that he by far and away is ready, fine, great. But you got to. I can wait. But they got to do that thing where. They always kind of set a baseline in free agency of look, this guy isn't an ideal plus starter, but he ch- could play if we is had. Is there a game any chance tomorrow. that this veteran that they have until the other guy's ready is Mac Jones? No. I, I mean, I'd go back to what we said last week. Of can I, I get I, a like, one one year paid sabbatical if that happens? Because uh, I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Yeah. No. But I, I think it was like we talked about <laughs> a couple shows ago. Of it's not so much like on the field and just like it's it's yeah. more just his no, presence. And you did the whole thing, Fred. It was your whole rant that yeah. that I totally agree with. Because if it just came down to like play on the field and kind of like talent, it's like you drafted this kid. He's under contract. But I just think that in terms of trying to clear the palette from last year, that 
that that's kind of a personality you kind of yeah. have to move out. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I, I'm not interested in either one, but if I had to do it, gun to head, I would zap. do Zappy. I would yeah. do Zappy, and especially because the locker room, the state of the locker room especially, I don't know how that's going to go over if he's the starter at the beginning right. of the year. Yeah. Yeah, that's and mean, for the same reason, I don't want Zappy either because I I think there's Mac guys too. Yeah, right. Well, so that's now, the thing. So now you're alienating. You're, you're risking alienating those well, guys. Like you know, who's left? Are there more Mac guys in the locker room than mm-hmm. there? You know, Zappy. Like I think I think David Andrews. I'm not sure where he fell, Mr. Andrews. But you know, he's certainly a Bill guy. Yeah. And whatever Bill said, you know, that's that was it. But you wonder how many people left on the offense were Mac guys versus not Mac guys. Well, like Hunter Henry, you know, is I mean, he's a free agent. He is, was is one of the Mac guys, kind right? Of right. So, like, is is he is his potential to maybe return here? Is that tied to somehow, yeah, your nay on Mac? I don't so, know. I'm just kind of throwing and scenarios. W- out. Was Elliot Wolf a Mac guy? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It seems like he's. I mean, I would say any front office person that saw Mac him turn the ball in Green Bay. Ah. <laughs> 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 well, if enjoy practices briefly. Had a nice throw. That's true. Had a, um, had a nice throw. Patty and Agawam. What's up, Patty? What's up, everyone? Hey, little Patty. <laughs> so uh, I don't want to give any up the resources it's going to take to move up to number one in this draft, at least, because I think we need those those second and third round picks. Talking to the mic. And um, I'm I'm on the bandwagon of let's just take a quarterback. I mean, if it's regardless of who's there, Daniels or or Drake May. I mean, you never know what Washington's going to do. They might want to. They might look and say Daniels fits our system with Cliff Kingsbury better than, than Drake May will. You know, who knows? You but, never uh, know. Yeah, no. So uh, it could you, happen. You're on board with take any one of the top three quarterbacks. That's your. Yeah, and I'm with Paul too. Regardless of, of who's in, I would take Jacoby Brissett, and he's he's a great veteran backup. If you need him to start the first few games of the season. You know, he's there, he's proven he could play in the league. I mean, you probably don't want him starting more than a few games, but okay. until the new guy gets ready. And what I don't want to happen is to go into veteran market and sort of stagnate and be where we were in 2021, 2022, winning like between, you know, eight and 10 games a year. And then you never know when you're going to be able to get your hands on him. Is the library busy today? Quarterback. Yeah. Okay. All, All right. right. Thanks, Patty. It's like he's like, yeah. Know, next next to the uh, putting green at one of the tournaments. Bringing a veteran in, you know, um, the reason I keep saying Brissett is I, I he's a a backup. I'm not really interested in like Cousins or Mayfield because of the money, and I I think you could do better. I don't think you're gonna. Those guys are better than Brissett. Yep. Right. Like That's Cousins could come in and. Everything works out. He could win seven or eight games for you. But I don't think he's winning 12 or 13 to make you a contender. So does that – I mean, you can make an argument either way. Like, does that help more? Like, you're establishing a culture with a veteran who clearly does everything the right way. I mean, everybody loves Kirk Cousins, yeah, and the, the person, you know. So you can make an argument that that might help Gerard Mayo and a young staff and what I would presume are going to be a younger roster, right? What are you laughing at? I'm just thinking how fun it would be this year if Baker Mayfield was a quarterback, and after every game that Baker plays well, Paul has, you know, just rolling his eyes and shaking his head. But I, I, I got to give him his props. Yeah. I thought he played well down the stretch. I don't think he had as great a season as people think he did. I think they forget, like, 
some of the losses that they had. I mean, in contrast to what I saw from him when he played here with the Browns, and I just thought he's done. Like yeah. this guy can't play mm-hmm. anymore yeah. to what he is, he which is well. fine. That I mean, that's because impressive. Because you forgot what happened yeah. that day. Yeah, he was playing that game with a separated shoulder because oh, they were go. playing the Patriots well, in twenty twenty one. No, I you're, you're you're bringing up great points, Paul. I I I I totally just everything you're saying and like that's all the like the thoughts that go through my head of like is it really worth like just accepting that we are a rebuilding team and not trying to like just go out of your way to Don't get it all it. right for 2024 when Which you're going to at the expense of 2025 like you know like let's stack towards 2025. I think there's a notion out there too like it's really important that they do this for 2024 and I think there's better there's just as good an argument to be made as that would hurt you. Yeah, and you think like if of any year, Mayo's going to have a little bit of leeway this year. I would imagine in his first season, there's not really as much pressure. And if if you kind of sell out to try to make it get to seven wins this year, you know, I mean, that's you know maybe being a little negative about it, but you know, but no, you sell I, out to get I to get seven what wins, you're and then I wonder how much like you know money. Money's always a factor, but how they look at like the cadence of salary. So let's just say you get your first, you know big guy is a tackle and that's who you use for your top pick you know the order of how these contracts come up is it better to have the tackles uh contract come up before the quarterbacks and the wide receivers come up before the the quarter you know what i mean yeah do they look at the cadence of when these you know assuming you hit on these guys when when the salaries you know the the contracts come up, I mean it's another it's In another terms of team. Building. Yeah, no, it's another layer to it. I mean, obviously that 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 fifth year option on a quarterback would would be ideal, um, but I mean these are all premium positions that are all going to get paid big money, and right. you know it's it's hard yeah, to kind of. Yeah, I, I, I know this is different than the, the question you're asking. I I I think you, if you had a perfect world, like I'm going to hit on all three, I'm going to take in consecutive years a quarterback, wide receiver, and tackle, and they're all going to hit. Wouldn't you rather have the quarterback first? Because now you're maximizing the ability of the other guys. Like, you don't necessarily have to wait for the tackle and the wide receiver to develop as much. Yeah. But most guys, it's not not a lot of C.J. Strouds out there. Yeah. You know, most guys need a little time before they're the guy. And you know what it looks like, and you know what you're trying to build around, rather than, like, if, you know, like, let's just say the Patriots came out of this with a receiver and a, and a tackle and it's Jacoby Brissett. Like, you're still kind of got a placeholder there, and you don't know – as you continue to build the team and going into the following season, exactly what you're building for. What kind of quarterback do we exactly have? What are the pieces that we really need, you know, for this guy? So, yeah, I, I, I'd agree so There's a lot that. of this gets back to what Mike said about a half hour ago. Like, there's no cancel. Like, there's no way that no. is wrong or right to, to do if, it. If they're all good, then that's the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. know, it doesn't matter. Well, and the bottom line is just you need talent. You need yeah. talented players who can play in this league. Right. And that, in whatever position they play at, like if they take Marvin Harrison at three and he turns out to be an all pro, people are going to be happy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know how good that's going to make your team, but they'll at least be happy. They had a high pick. They nailed it. Yeah. Uh, Johnson South Beach. What's up, John? John. Johnny. Johnny. Are you muted? Johnny South Beach. South Beach. South Beach. No. Okay. Yeah. He's probably just enjoying the weather. He'll no, no. He'll I wish I was If I was in South Beach, I'd be distracted too. Uh, Teddy, by what, Fred? Teddy, the weather. Teddy uh, in Gloucester, <laughs> UK, says, uh, "Am I missing something with the coaching hires? Apart from on defense, are my beloved Patriots attempting to hire any coach who has had a disappointing record in the last few seasons? Why should I be excited coaching-wise for the current season 
when we're hiring a special teams coach whose special teams last year was awful, or an offensive assistant coach whose teams were putrid on offense the last time he was coaching. Please talk me off the ledge, guys. Uh, well, there's extenuating cir- circumstances to everything. You know. Well, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I think such as. Well, you know. like for example, Alex Van Pelt. You know, you can say, well, he lost his job in Cleveland, but according to people on the ground there, everybody loved him, and it was just a philosophical thing. And you know, he lost out to to, to basically above Stefanski. You know, yeah. people above Stefanski wanted to yeah. make a change. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, this. I think there's a bigger debate, too, about special teams. Like, you know, what what do you do to fix your special teams these days? Like, do you go out and sign a bunch of veteran special teamers? Or, you know, I think probably the hope here, at least primarily with Springer, is that he can get the two rookie kickers on track and that if guys are making their field goals and – you're able to flip, you know, have consistent punting, which we didn't get last year, you know, consistency out of either of those spots that, you know, that's the best place to start rather than, you know, doing what the Patriots have done, which was go out and sign Chris Board last year, which, you know, didn't really make an impact. You brought back Cody Davis, didn't really, you know, change anything. So, I mean, special teams are becoming less and less a part of the league, and I think you kind of have to prioritize how you want to attack that and also realizing that, like, it's still special teams. Like, it's not, you know, how do we fix the punt return team? Like, mm-hmm. Well, Marcus Jones is going to come back, so maybe that'll help. Like, but I, I look, I hear what he's saying. I mean, it's it's, and this is unfortunately the reality of the situation the Patriots are in that they weren't going to bring in a bunch of really highly desired, sought after coaches. They, 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 I mean, that's not where they are. They're a long rebuild. They, these guys are going to have a chance to prove themselves, but these guys might not be the guys. It might be the guys after them that you know you bring in to take a group the next place. It's just, but right now you got to get talent in there, and you need to rebuild a base. Uh, Jeffrey in Canada, when it comes to drafting a quarterback, I hope the number one consideration is his actual talent, arm, footwork, composure, accuracy. I think for media and fans alike, we have to trust that experts on Which one of those? (laughs) All of them. Is the number one thing? (laughs) All of those things. Talent, arm, footwork, composure, and accuracy. There are other things to consider that might separate two players that are close. Which of the following are most important to you to separate two players who are close? And there's uh, four things. Mm-hmm. The stats of the player, the success of the quarterback's team, uh, you know, did they have a good record or not, uh, the competition he faced, and the level of talent of his teammates. Did, uh, did he do that with a bunch of five-star talent around him? Hmm. So stats, success of the team, the competition, or the talent around him. Which is more important I mean, to separate? In that group, I'd probably say stats. I mean, you, you know, you can look at the other things within context, but if they can't put up numbers, then what are we even talking about? You know, always oh, on a great team. So you like produce. Bailey Zappi? Uh, well, I mean, but in the context of Western Kentucky, you know, but I at would least say competition. Mm-hmm. But I kind of agree with Mike. I don't really think those four things are all. I, I am stats when it when they're. Not from Western Kentucky, if that makes sense. <laughs> They're all, I mean, but these guys are all, like, from big through the schools, roof, statistically. Yeah. yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. well, it's like it's just, the only guy I ever saw that made the NFL was that guy that the, the Jets started this year, Tim Boyle. Uh, is the uh, only college quarterback I ever saw that sucked in college. <laughs> <laughs> true well but and, but and by that thing too so you're you know you're kind of intimating that you're searching for uh, a highly productive player in the sec who wasn't really on a great team um you know didn't have a lot of talent around him jay like, cutler like that's the guy mm-hmm. that you're kind of looking at for, vanderbilt right? yeah 
That's a good one. That's essentially what yeah. you're looking for. Yeah. Because he's the best player on the crappiest SEC team. That's <laughs> no, what I, I would say competition though. Does he you know does he play at a high level against good teams? And how did he do it? You know, like yeah. one of the things I worry about with Daniels that the guy, um Arthur, I think his name mm-hmm. is, yep. the, the Jalen Daniels yep. guy. Um against Florida State. I don't think he played great against Florida State, which was one of the best defenses in football the last two years. Yeah. Um, so I think he's really good. His, his stat, like his stats are eye-popping. Yeah, that's true. And, I mean, same thing with Caleb Williams against Notre Dame. Like, I don't know who that person was that played against Notre Dame. Yeah. Uh, and Notre Dame is, like, not even, like mm. – Yeah, that, I mean, that's a big check mark against Caleb Williams. Yeah. So I don't know why we don't do it for everybody else. I oh, I actually do know. Oh. Caleb Williams cried. <laughs> he cries. He's stuck on that, he but cries. there's other reasons. Do you know how many people <laughs> talk about that? His emo- <laughs> like it's not like the actual physical crying. Yeah, it's his emotional right. oh, comportment. The, oh, oh, oh yeah. Oh, it's like the sobbing. like he can't play kind of because sobbing. of that. He sobbing. showed a soft side himself. Yeah. He's he's not tough. He's not mentally tough. He's not going to fight through it. That's the, the that's the line. That's Could what be. people think. Yeah. Because uh, he cried. Brandon uh, is from Lexington, first-time writer. Uncontrollable. Uh, I wanted to hear your thoughts on the idea of double-dipping on wide receiver in this year's draft, even if we draft Marvin Harrison with the first-round pick. And P.S., your emergency podcast on Friday was awesome. I was having a rough time, and it really turned my day oh, around. Right. Glad. I wouldn't double-dip in the draft, but I could see getting one in free agency. I would so I'll du- get one there and free I agency. I mean, if you, let's just say you take Marvin Harrison. I could see, like, in the sixth round taking another – Wide receiver, Slot but, but is that guy. considered double yeah. dipping? Not to me, but but I get what your point is, and I like Tamara's idea of getting a veteran and mm-hmm. a rookie. Sure, I think you just got to be conscious of how many people you you have, like I laid out, and how are you going to push uh, them again, off the roster? You, you know? just push them off the right. roster. Yeah, right. you know what I'm well, saying. But you know, if you two hands, yeah. in right. back. You know, but if you yeah. let's say resign Kendrick Bourne, you know, like would you rather do and, that and or somebody. would you rather do that or sign a, a veteran free agent uh, I'd probably be more intrigued by a veteran free agent me too but just because I kind of know what it is with Bourne he's coming off an injury but you know it's the same thing it's like are we just I mean in a perfect world I feel like you're building towards we have like I said you get somebody who can play with Pop Douglas in the slot someone else on the outside and then like I said with I've, I'm resigned to Parker just being the outside guy again this year and I, and I don't like that I am and if it, Harrison were to come in he could be that guy but um, I just think he's one where you kind of have to bite yeah. the bullet. I'm willing to pu- I'm willing to push no, push right. Juju off the no, roster. You're right. but you can't add four four more receivers because they. I mean, like in the perfect world, you push everybody up. But <laughs> I think there's only all, one. But or we two. all have to know that it's not going to happen all at once. Mm-hmm. Like you can't just say, well, they need to double dip at that one, and you need to get tackles, and then hopefully the quarterback situation. Yeah, that would be unbelievable, but it's probably unrealistic. Yeah. To just fix it all at once. No, and that's why I think just, you know, if you plug in one really good receiver with Parker and, and Douglas as kind of your top trio, you know, I like that. I think you're starting to build with something, and we'll, you know, talk about the exposition next uh, week. Matt Morrell, get the rim shot ready. Uh, Ford in Savannah, Georgia says, since Mayo is the coach, will he be running the spread offense? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Not really. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> the, Mayo, the Mayo jokes are going to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. I think I asked this a couple of weeks ago, but I think it's worth talking about again. The whole offensive line thing. Like, do you think there's a chance that they're going to get a chance to take a tackle in the top 10 if they want to? Like, let's say it's like Penny Sewell, and he hits right from the start. Rashawn Slater, you know, really good player right out of the chute. 
isn't there a chance your offensive line is not an issue next year just with that? Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, Cole Strange continues to develop. David Andrews stays But healthy. I think there's there's layers in there. Yeah. You know, David Andrews, Jake Andrews, Mafi, so yeah. strange. You're probably going to get three guys that are decent out of those five. So that's four out of five spots that are okay. Yeah. Now I can plug in somebody on right tackle if I lose a win you. Yeah. And it probably won't be a disaster anymore. But that's a big if because you got to really hit on that pick. Yeah. I mean, I think, too, the, the other thing that's interesting with it is just how left side, right side are, are a little bit closer to each other than it used to be. It always was like you got to get the left tackle, but now it's, you know, you need the right side, too. So it's almost like, you know, it, it, it's that kind of debate, too, where, you know, Joe Alt is probably, you know, the one of the only that just, like, at least scouting-wise, seems ready to step in and play. Now, a lot of the other guys are, are – are, Maybe can, but are developmental, and you know they're kind of oh. scratching. Well, that's the why I said it's a big if, because yeah. just assuming a guy's Penny Sewell is that's well, wrong. If you, if you take yeah. Penix, you can save some money by taking a right tackle. <laughs> there you go. Right? There you go. He's a lefty. That'll be annoying to watch, but yeah. uh, Barton Poland, I like the McAdoo hiring. Man clearly has an eye for QB talent. Benched Eli when he was washed. Wanted Mahomes. <laughs> had Allen and Lamar one this and is, two in their class. He's right. This, did you see this stuff no, on Twitter? No, no. <laughs> Evidently, everybody who's excelled at the NFL in the last five years, he was in on before. Yeah, but, they, but no one would listen to him. The guy may not be a great play caller or a leader, but clearly knows something about the QB <laughs> position. Plus, all those reports about him liking them are from the years that they were drafted, not like Polian saying that he had Brady as a first-round talent. <laughs> Uh, he wasn't the Giants head coach in 2018. That's why they didn't draft Allen or Lamar. Okay. Okay. I think he's being serious. You like Mahomes, huh? Oh, no, that that's serious. Yeah. He's, he is being serious. That's on Twitter right now. Yeah. I've been reading it this, like during the show. Like he, he uh, Allen was his favorite quarterback. He wanted to trade up for Mahomes. Um, he had Jackson. Uh, w- Allen Jackson, I think, was one. T- not not Allen Jackson, the country star. No, I was going to say. Josh was, Allen yeah. and uh, Lamar Jackson. So who does he like this year? Right. Well, evidently, we just have That's to wait to see who ends up out. being a star, and right. we'll find out. <laughs> uh, let's see. Johnny in Madtown, uh, not to be that guy before this year's Super Bowl is even over, but what about next year's draft and potential free agency class? Are there any quarterbacks worth waiting for oh, so geez. the Patriots can address <laughs> tackle and receiver in this year's draft? Oh, boy. I haven't even touched next year. So. I think the, that only, the, the only chances <laughs> of the quarterback class being stronger next year than this year are pretty small. Yeah. yeah, the only one I can think of is Coach Prime's son, but he needs work. Oh, shudder, shudder. He needs yeah. work. Yeah. Um, Alex writes in. Where's he from? Mount Holly. Ock. I was listening to Paul's show yesterday after work, Which one? and what irked me the most out of the usual stuff that they have been spewing was the Jacoby Myers contract talk. I can't believe it was a petty million dollars that Bill couldn't come up with to keep him a patriot. Whether Jacoby wanted to stay or not was up to him if the offers matched. But really, one million couldn't get done. They instead give that same contract to a guy way past his prime. And like Paul says, what is the difference if a guy makes 12 yards after the catch and runs or catches a past 12 yards? I mean, we can really play the hits if we want. I know it's in the past, and I was mad when it all happened last year, but hearing all of that yesterday really echoes how much Bill ha- Bill's hand created the dysfunction in the locker room for a while. I'm happy to see Jacoby land elsewhere and that he blossomed into a great receiver. Uh, more importantly, I hope Robin Glazer, Gerard Mayo, Elliot Wolf, or whatever collaborative group is a better negotiator than Bill regarding player contracts. Also, can we petition the Pillsbury Doughboy to be our second mascot? 
I vote yes, and I think this is exactly what the team needs to rebrand itself off a four and thirteen season. Why Pillsbury Doughboy? Oh, that's uh, Alice Van. Pelt. I think it's an AVP thing. Yeah, um, he put the doll in his locker or something like that. I, you know, full disclosure, I was a big Pillsbury Doughboy guy as a kid. Like, I loved it in nursery school so much that my mom tried to talk the nursery school into letting me take this little Doughboy that they had there. So I'm all in favor of that plan. Hmm. <laughs> Sorry. What is happening? True story. I think if you're a kid, everybody wanted to poke him in the <laughs> stomach, right? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. And eat his cookies. Yeah. No? Remember? You're Aww. too young. I know who that is. The Pillsbury Doughboy? Yeah. Okay. You know, he's got the little laugh. Okay. <laughs> I hate you. I think it was great marketing. Like for it's some funny. reason, really, it made you hungry. I'm really scared right now. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. The Pillsbury Doughboy still going. No. I like it. All right. Um, does anyone know who Xavier Leggett is? Yes. 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 If we From don't South get Carolina. Harrison, would you be interested in him in the second round, or even grabbing him, even if we get Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, I've looked at him a little bit. I wasn't. Oh, and he says, P.S., sending some D9 love to Tamara. You're beautiful. Thank you. D9, what's that? That's Raymond. My sorority. Oh. Oh. D9. He's got the 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 incense. He's trying to (laughs) (laughs) slip into the DMs. Sliding right in. Nice job. (laughs) 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 Um, uh, yeah, I don't want to take wide receiver in the first and second round. No, no I don't. That's like that. that's yeah. silly. That's yeah. silly talk. No, but no. yeah, that uh, Leggett's pretty good. Yeah, he looks good. Um, let's go back to John in South Beach, who's calling back. What's up, John? It's Johnny South Beach. Howdy, everyone. All right, hey, you're on. Um, so I am calling in uh, to chat more about the Jacoby Myers thing. I don't know if you folks already covered it on the show. My apologies. I haven't been bit. able to. To listen yesterday we did from like a an emotional sort of like sad fan perspective i think that interview was really fascinating to me because i think in like a sly way and in a direct way a lot of questions that we had were sort of like answered if everything that was said was <laughs> true so i was just Interested to hear if you guys had anything else to add, or well, if what he said was surprising, or yeah. No, but before we we before we give our take, what answers do you believe were? What questions do you believe were answered in the interview? Uh, truly, like in terms of a number, what it would have taken to have him come back again. You know, it's just something that was said, but it kind of sounds about right. Um, and two, that like Jacoby actually did want to say, I think. There was a part of him, obviously, that probably I suspect was interested in, like, what a new start at a new organization would look like. But I think there's another part of him that he was like, you know, I still talk to Troy. Like, those were my guys. Well, now, if you listen to his words, he didn't actually say, oh, yeah, I would have stayed if they gave me the same. He said, I would have thought about it. Um, Yeah, it would have changed the conversation. Yeah, he said it would have changed the conversation. But I still think there were other factors besides money um, for him. You know, and, and if you listen to him, like, you know, he, he came right out and said, like, I couldn't be me. It was, you know, every day you're just trying to survive. Um, you know, and he, he, you did sense the relief that he had, you know, not that he's not trying as hard when he's with the Raiders, but he says, like, I'm doing it for me now, you know, and I'm able to be myself. And so... I think there were other factors besides the million dollars that even if they had matched it, it still would have been 
a decision. It yeah. wouldn't have been a slam dunk. Yeah. That's what I got. Totally. Out of I it. think he said that they, if they uh, if they freed me, I think was one of his. Yeah, teams. right. And that wasn't going to happen. You know, um, like he's not Rob Gronkowski, where he can kind of be the you know whatever he is and get away with it, or Julian Edelman. Um, Bill wasn't going to allow him to do that. So I think I don't think he was happy, is what yeah. it was. And you know, remember how he came in defensive, Mac. Remember how he spoke out about the offense in the summer. Um, you know, I don't think he was happy, and it wasn't just about money. Yeah. Yeah. All right, John, thanks for the call. Um, let's see. Todd, North Carolina. What's up, Todd? Okay, so <clears throat> I don't know enough about the football scouting and all this other stuff. It's too bad Evan's not there. But do we have a GM, and what exactly is a GM's role in the team building? Like, do we need to get one before these guys start doing some scouting so that he can kind of paint a picture of what the team should be? Or how does that all work? It's a good question. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Great show. It's a good question. And, you know, we're seeing more and more, at least Elliot Wolf kind of yeah. taking the lead <clears throat> on, you know, finding coaches. Um, it seems to me, though, that, like, did is there a report that Alex Van Pelt was going to have a say in the draft? Was yeah, that yeah. out there? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That even so I think when it comes to the draft, I think at least they're going to try to make it as collaborative as possible. And then maybe... Wolf has final say or Gerard has final say. One of those two people will have final say. But I think they are going to seriously listen to DeMarcus Covington and whoever this offensive line coach is going to be and obviously AVP. I think they're, they're going to take what they have to say seriously. Now the problem is have they been doing the work that's already been mm-hmm. done? Like are they up on it or is this like a crash course for these guys in terms of like, who's a you know, yeah, what the board should be. I don't know, right? And and who fits what they're yeah. even going to be doing, which right. they might still be figuring out for themselves as well. It's, I mean, there's yeah. a lot. There's I a mean, lot. They, they, it's almost like they have to have like three plans. If we can get Caleb Williams, here's our plan for mm-hmm. the draft. If we can get Drake May, here's our plan for the you know, yeah. They they have to have all the different scenarios. It's kind of interesting because you have to. Not be aggressiveness, but you're you're, you're going to get answers right away in the draft. Whereas when you're 14, 15, you have like a moment to breathe and kind of see how it's playing out. But, but there'll be no from such a business time. standpoint. If you do get Caleb Williams, I think Kleenex is an obvious new sponsor, <laughs> right? Right, Paul. Well, that's why you need different personnel based <laughs> yeah. on the quarterback, because even though they're all very similar uh, in styles, right? One of them cries, so you need yeah. to get guys that are going to take that into consideration they can't yeah. say like why didn't you throw me the ball right we'll you can't get a diva wide receiver if you get caleb williams because he might ask him right what are you doing i was wide open and right. that th- th- you're, like, you're done like opposing teams might you're put done old yeller up on the video oh board and it's God. just you know it's it's cascading down his face where we can't even play because okay. it's just so sad okay guys speaking of sponsor brought to you by the massachusetts office of travel and tourism great memories are made in massachusetts no matter how you choose to make them indoors or outdoors scenic views or city vibes solo or family style whatever moves you whatever the season plan your perfect massachusetts getaway at visitma.com good tomorrow wow, she's crushing it good crushing it uh jack and in abba oh i got away from paul to read this one. Oh gosh he's, he's got to get he's getting another, another two liter did he drink that whole bottle no no, no. almost almost oh he put it back where'd you oh, put it back 
I'm done with you. Uh, Jack in Ann Arbor. Baker Mayfield had a breakout season last year. He demonstrated that he's a championship-level quarterback. He's much better than Kirk Cousins. The Patriots should sign Mayfield as a transitional quarterback, then draft the quarterback of the future in the upcoming draft. Mayfield will buy the Patriots time while the draftee takes a few years to develop. Here's what that I have would, to say. That would be true. Yeah. But here's like, what I, in term, But you're willing to pay $40 million? Yeah, but here's what I have to say to that. If he's better than Kirk Cousins, you've got your quarterback, hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. Okay, so are you going to give him 40 times 5? Uh, 200. How much of it is guaranteed? Half. Half? half maybe. Okay, I'm if, not interested in if that. If I believe Cause that. Because I don't believe he's a championship no, caliber but quarterback. No, but I'm saying if, the, if what he's <clears throat> saying is right and he is better than Kirk Cousins, then he deserves the yeah, money. Yeah, I'm not interested in him. Kirk Cousins at that. I'm just – Okay, but so like you, you're saying, just but, because he's better than Kirk no. Cousins, I need him to be, be as good as Patrick Mahomes. Well, no, <laughs> right. Okay, like so I then, need him to if sign I'm, Patrick Mahomes. If I'm Fred, that's not yeah. what I said. You said if you I'm need going him to be as good as Patrick Mahomes. If yeah. I'm going to commit to him like that, I need him to be an upper echelon quarterback. I oh. don't believe he is. Okay, but I if I and I don't agree. Being I, better than Kirk Cousins doesn't make him an upper echelon quarterback. Uh, to me, is my point. Oh, I think it does. It doesn't. I oh, think it does. I'm with Paul. I think, like, I'm looking at, is this guy going to get is us Kirk past This guy can get me to the playoffs every year, right. and I can be the sixth or seventh seed, or if I'm in a terrible division, I can be the fourth what, seed. It's, yeah. Is Kirk like Cousins Baker in the top Mayfield 10 did this year. of quarterbacks in the NFL? No. No? Not in my opinion, no. no. I now, mean, that changes. That can change from year to year, yeah. but I don't think that he's getting you where you want to go. I mean, maybe he's around there, but he's trending. Really? Back half because he career. got hurt? Because well, he was yeah. trending up. Because he's old. I mean, he's played with. I mean, I think we've probably seen the best of Kirk Cousins that we've. You know, I would that agree we're with. See. I would agree with Deuce, and I like Kirk Cousins. Yeah. I just don't love him. Yeah. But better than Kirk Cousins to me is a starting quarterback in the NFL that can win you the championship. If everything oh, else, oh no, is, Kirk Cousins can't win you a championship, and I don't think Baker Mayfield can either. Yeah. But I'm saying better than Kirk Cousins can do it. I, yeah. Okay, well, so I you mean, think more of Cousins than I do. That, I that's do. All. I guess I do. No, I, I mean, I, I think he's a ten to twenty guy, not a not a uh, one to ten yeah. guy. But I mean, I, I don't have the numbers in front of me. Maybe he's you, ten. You, you hook him up with know. AVP, yeah. winning formula. No, I, I mean, I see what you're winning saying, formula. Fred. But I, 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 he was already hooked up I, with AVP. I, yeah, I, I, I really respond to what Paul was saying just about. You know, if this guy can't, if I can't convince myself that this quarterback can get us past Josh Allen, Tua. And Mahomes, like, then I don't really want it, you know? Like, I want to build to that. Like, I'd rather have a guy that I at least can, you know, fake myself out, in which I'd say I'd rather have Jacoby Brissett for a year saying, all right, yes, it, we're just holding the seat, but we put some other pieces that will get us back past the Chiefs and the Bills and the Dolphins. You know, then if we got to go find the quarterback next year, we'll try next year too. But it's uh, – I don't know. I just I don't really want to spin my wheels with some guy who's going to get us into the seventh seed, and then you go into Kansas City or Buffalo in the first round, and you get smoked. Uh, Ellen what Wisconsin says, wow, Fred is absolutely nailing the reads today. <laughs> <laughs> we we, uh, we did. We should have mentioned that in, at the top. We did hire a uh, an announcer, yeah. a professional announcer, so now we have right. reads. Right. Uh, Speed Not you. That's you, Tamara. That's you, Tamara. <laughs> Speed and Fresno. Now she's, now she's thinking. She's like, do I get paid? Am I already out? <laughs> oh, there'll be no money. Speed and Fresno says, uh, Paul's sympathy for Caleb Williams is completely understandable. Whether it's dogs, greats, or John Hughes movies, Paul is a big-time crier and admirably stands up for his own kind. It's true. <laughs> I am a crier. You yeah. are right. Uh, let's go back to the phones. We'll go with, to Trey in Memphis. What's up, Trey? 
Hey guys, how's it going? All right. Hi. What's up, Trey? Hey, uh, Tamara, I heard you are Divine Nine, so I'm willing to bet you AKA? Yes, you are correct. Okay, well, I'm part of Divine Nine also. I'm Omega Sapphire fraternity. I played at Mississippi Valley State. Oh, nice. That's amazing. All right. So uh, let's get to the um, uh, Paul. Um, everybody, um, as far as the receivers go, I had a chance to put my eyes on Malik. Neighbors, I think that's his name, uh, the receiver from LSU. Yep, might be so I had a chance to see him. I had a chance to see him um, against Ole Miss. Man, that kid has all the juice you want. He does. He has juice. He's awesome. So, um, even though he has juice, I still want to go quarterback. I mean, I want to go. I just feel like that's what we have to do. And um, as far as um, – Caleb Williams, I understand of the emotional side, I mean, but I think those tears came from just really being pissed off because the kid ran for his life, never blamed anybody, always said he wished he could have did more for the team to win. I mean, so I just think those tears, those were tears of frustration because when you think about it, a lot of people are, you know, they said the kid has character issues. Not once did that kid blame anyone. He didn't throw anybody under the bus. He, I, I mean, so that character issue apart, I kind of have, you know, issue with that. I mean, but, you know, the kid is a, a superb talent. I mean, so I'm not going to hold those tears against him. I mean, so what you guys think about that? I'll take it off the air. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he just stopped playing. You know. Yeah. Rudy Gaya? Rudy, the movie. Uh, oh. no, I, well, that gets me. That gets little, me. Uh, like, when the brother, the brother at the not, end, not, brother. Cr- not crying, Paul but Paul to Grey's Anatomy. I mean, come on. Oh wow. Well, he went to high school with Meredith Grey. I mean, <gasps> I did. It's personal for him. Wait a minute. What? Why have you never told me this? Because <laughs> I don't really like her. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ellen Pompeo. It was uh, Pompeo then. It's Pompeo now, I believe. Oh, like Pompeii. Right. Oh. Wow. I um, love that show. Do you? Grey's mm-hmm. Anatomy. Is that still on? It's yeah. Wow. God. That's a long-running show. It's still on. Yeah. Just like Law & Order. Still has Shonda Rhimes. She's like um, billions now. N- <laughs> no particular order. I have 15 that I would take over Mayfield or oh. or uh, Cousins. Oh. Okay. I love that. Oh. Mahomes, oh. Allen, Burrow, Jackson, Hurts, Stafford, Tua, Rogers, Watson, Stroud, Herbert, Lawrence, Prescott, Love, and Murray. That And I, I don't think I've hit every team yet. Like, I just got to the point where I got that many. And Okay. I thought you were going to say 50 movies. I don't think I, Murray's the only one I, I might not. Well, I figured you'd have a problem with Tua. Oh, yeah, Tua, too. Tua, too. Tua, too. Tua, Andrew in Maine. What's up, Andrew? Hey, guys. First time caller. Thanks. All right. Um, two quick questions. My, um, we're talking about getting rid of Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi. First thoughts would be what? What would we get for draft capital for them, or is it we just cutting them? Oh, I'm not even considering that. Conditional sixth? Yeah. Maybe seventh? I'm, I'm, yeah, it's not even. That's kind of what I figured. Yeah, it's not yeah, a factor I don't, for I don't think there's much. Um, yeah. I mean, talk about a depressed asset. Yeah. Mac Jones. Yeah, I, I assumed as much. But then the uh, second question would be, if we do take Jaden Daniels at three, what becomes more important in the second round, the tackle or a wide receiver just given Daniel's uh it's yeah. hard, running man. capability. It's hard. You take him, you're gonna watch the train go by with the tackle. If you I take but like. if you take Jaden Daniels, do you need a certain type of tackle? 
like a more athletic guy? I don't know. I don't think, I don't so, think so, but no. I think tackle will be more important. Yeah, because you got a young quarterback. It, yeah. I think the priority. That's my instinct. Yeah, and I yeah. think still, like I would feel fine getting a pretty good wide right. receiver. Maybe not like potential elite kind of guy, but somebody who can come in contribute. Right, Maybe you and that's T. where Higgins. Yeah, yeah, you sign a guy yeah. Um, yeah. in free agency. Yeah. It, it's not going to be that, but yeah, I yeah. I agree with Fred. You get a veteran wide receiver. You're not probably getting a veteran yeah. tackle. I mean, that's it's not a great yeah. class of free agent tackles. And that's why it's like we sit here in early February, like things are going to change so much as free agency happens because they're going to address some of these positions with, yeah. you know, I mean, they'll, they'll retain some of their own free agents and, you know, maybe one of these needs probably, I mean, probably not quarterback, Paul, but tackler. Yeah, I'm or with Freddie. Receiver. And, and, and Paul, you veteran know, wide receiver. Yeah. guys come available in the summer that you didn't expect. Absolutely. Those post June 1st. That's uh, right. I've heard that before actually yeah. that you yeah. can now designate in like April. <laughs> That's like going in the future. What else, uh, Andrew? You said you had two points. No, that was that was it. Okay, I appreciate you. Yeah, all right, was, thanks, yeah, Andrew. Two points with a, appreciate you. What you get for Jones and Zappy, and yeah. then what yeah, I mean, do? obviously you want to get something for these guys. You know, you don't want to. I think but, you could get a conditional draft. To me, it's I not a factor. I, I think it's yeah. just more just cl- a cleansing. Yeah. Starting over. Yeah. Well, it's like we talked you know? about. I mean, I think some of Mac Jones's problems are specific to the Patriots, and I'm sure that mm-hmm. there are other personnel staffs out there that liked him coming out and said, you know, and again, it's like quarterbacks are their own special class you, yeah like he'll get a chance again somewhere else that's just the nature of the position i mean it's just the league is yeah. desperate for quarterbacks well, like paul mentioned this kid from the jets that played yeah Tim if, Boyle, if can, right if, if he, he can have a job mac jones can certainly yeah. have a job. oh he's definitely going to have a job yeah. will he ever be a starting quarterback for someone yeah. again is the uh, question yeah. but he's definitely he's not going to be out of the league next yeah. year Dude, if mac. sam darnold has a job <laughs> Jones will have a job. Uh, uh, sam darnold was uh far better <laughs> As the quarterback of the Jets. <laughs> Jared and Mac Jones was last uh, year. No buzz for free agency this year. Seems we all skipped ahead to the draft. Yep. Mayo said we have cash to burn, but how much do we want to spend on a rebuilding team? I don't think I want a bunch of high-priced free agents here in 2024. I wonder if dumping Parker and Smith-Schuster counts as burning cash. Nah. Well, it, how about going it, it to could, back to the future and doing the, the 2001 method yeah. of quantity? Yeah. Just sign a bunch of free agents, no, no big money guys, no necessarily guys that are going to, like, garner headlines. But yeah. think about some of those players that you got, Vrabel and, yeah. you know, that whole crew with Mike Compton and Mike Vrabel, um, Larry Mike Izzo. Vrabel. Larry I, Izzo. I, I mean, I hear what you're saying. I just love Like, to. they weren't big name guys, but but a lot of them were, were really valuable. Yeah, I, I – I'd love to be just – I mean, you know, and they were able to get a left tackle in the second round that year too. So, you know, like it's I, – I, I just would like some splashes. I think mm-hmm. they need to make I – think, I think they need to – as much as we want to talk about offense, I think uh, defensively they need to look at pass rusher. Um, you know, I know Josh Allen probably not getting away from the Jags. But, you know, there's a number of good pass rusher, defensive front guy. Greenard from Houston's another one. You know, not a huge, huge name, but – I think that's a position, and yeah. I mean, you know Jennings and Uche are, are free agents too, but Judon getting old, probably going to have a contract issue he's going to want dealt with this summer. I think that's an area to look at too, is just give them, you know, don't give them a ton on, on defense. I don't think you need it, but I do think that front seven uh, needs some reinforcements. Before we close out the show, um, at halftime, we played uh, snippets from the Super Sequel, yep. Mike's uh, podcast, Extravaganza. Go and download that. Wherever you get your podcast, uh, Patriots.com or Spotify, wherever, um, it's a good listen. Uh, that's part one. Part, part two. two will be coming no, they're out. Both out. They're part both out. They're both out now? They're both out. Oh, okay. Yep. So um, the whole thing. Yeah, download. You can get both episodes. 
Uh, it's a good listen when you're in the car, at the gym, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so good job, Mike. A lot of great interviews. And I'll throw it over to our professional uh, <laughs> announcer. Announcer. Thanks, Fred. Whether you're in the game or betting on the game, you'll need, you'll need a game plan. DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the New England Patriots, provides you with everything you need to build your professional betting game plan so you can get in on all the action while practicing safe bets. Visit DraftKings.com responsible-gaming to learn more about all the safe betting tools DraftKings has to offer. Hope is here. 800-327-5050 or gamblinghelplinema.org. Must be 21 plus to play. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com. Physically present in Massachusetts. See DraftKings.com slash responsible dash gaming for details and state-specific responsible gaming resource. All right. Thank you, Tamara. <laughs> thank you, guys. Uh, let's see. Tomorrow, um, what do we have? When's Catch-22 uh, this week? Thursday. Oh, Thursday. Yeah. Okay. So we'll have Catch-22 at 10 on Thursday, and then we'll have our show, uh, episode two of this week, and we'll we'll do our picks for the Super Bowl. Oh, got to hurt. So you gotta, you got to be on for that one. All right, see you hurt. then. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts. The world's original podcast. Isn't it time to get exactly what you want? Welcome to Red Hot Deal Days from Verizon, where you get your pick of our best deals. Like my plan, where you can pick the perks you want and save on every one. For limited time, bring your own phones to a Verizon store and you can get my plan for our best price ever. Get exactly what you want in your phone plan and only pay for what you need. Bring your phones to your Verizon store today and get my plan. These deals won't last. It's your Verizon. 